those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. Things are really changing. There are good people here. People across North Carolina are proud of the fact that the Democratic Party chose to have a convention here. Don't lose hope no matter what they say, because things are starting to happen. But one thing about South Carolina you can always count on, we're always going to surprise you. In fact, I've always been proud to be a Democrat. We need to recognize that we have an opportunity here in Georgia to take back this state and make it blue again. I think Texas is not only going to turn blue, it's just a question of when. Now that will tell you that we have progressed. Join us as we explore the Southern Progressive Revival. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 4 of Southern Progressive Revival and we have, might I say, one exciting show for y'all tonight. So not only do we have Indie Media Weekly's own Francie as our damn Yankee, but we also have the honor and privilege of having on Macaroni Bradford from DOP Inc. Records for Southern Hospitality. So you'll get to listen to him and a couple of, of his songs for an entire hour at the end of the show. So that's pretty exciting. So uh, thank you all very much for joining us on air, in the chat, or via the podcast if you're not listening this Sunday night. It is an honor to have you. So before I introduce my wonderful co-hosts, I just want to say, in the South, at least the old school South, and that's the way that I was raised, the way that we get back at people is a little passive-aggressive. So Rafael Cruz, the father of Ted Cruz made a decision this week to make some disparaging comments about the mayor of Houston uh, without naming her specifically, but the mayor of Houston, Texas, is Anise Parker. She is a proud liberal, and she is a lesbian, and we love her. And she actually, we have a quote of hers in one of our bumpers. So as my own passive-aggressive way at getting back at Mr. Cruz, we are going to play the Anise Parker bumper for every single break that we have tonight. So... That goes out to you, Mr. Cruz, even though you're not listening. But anyway, without any further ado, I would like to welcome on our very own Ms. Producer from Lake of the Ozarks area, Missouri, Janet Lee. Hi, everybody, and I'd like to especially say hi to my son, Jacob, and happy birthday, even though I wasn't there to share it with you. Uh, well, yes, happy belated birthday, sir, and it is very good to have you listen, and thank you for being on as always, Janet. And thank you. Thank you. And Lisa could not be here tonight because of health issues, but he said that he would do it if we asked. He cleared his schedule. We have your very own Joey Ward, a.k.a. Cool Black Dude from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to your premiere as a co-host, Joey. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Yes, sir. And it's very good to have you. I think it's going to be an exciting show. Yes, sir. All right, and last but not least, the host of Mike Check Radio, live every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly, uh, Adam Hebert, who I almost called Michael. That wouldn't have been good. From Enterprise, oh, Alabama. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Adam. <laughs> good evening. All right, everybody. <clears throat> It is a pleasure to be here. We are going to go ahead and get started because we have a whole lot to cover tonight. And of course, that leads off with our Gentlefolk and Situation segment. It violates the essence of, of what made America a great country in its political system. But now it's just an oligarchy with, a, with unlimited 
political bribery being the essence of getting the nominations for for president or elected president. And the same thing applies to governors and U.S. senators and, and Congress members. So now we've just seen a complete subversion of our political system uh, as a payoff to major contributors who want and expect and sometimes get uh, favors for themselves after the election's over. Gentlefolk and Situations. All right, everybody, this is Gentlefolk and Situations. And as you may have guessed from that audio leadoff, we are talking about Jimmy Carter to begin with. Uh, that was from a old interview that he did with, um, oh gosh, who did he do that interview with, Janet? Um, he did the Super Soul one that's coming on the 27th with Oprah, and then the other one was with Tom Hartman, the one that you just played. Yes, yes, that was a, a clip of his interview with Tom Hartman. They They asked him what he thought about the current political system, especially in light of Citizens United being passed. Um, and, you know, he, he basically said what we've been saying all along, that it's turned our country into an oligarchy, that there is unlimited political bribery going on, and that it's a, a terrible situation to be in. And, uh, of course, talking about that, I'm sure you're wondering why this is a good news story. Well, Jimmy Carter, like a whole lot of passionate liberal Southerners, is not being kept down. Uh, as Janet alluded to, he is going to be on Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday. Uh, he, despite having his cancer diagnosis, is still fighting. He's out there. He's still doing charitable work. He's still speaking. We'll get to that audio in a moment. But I wanted to give Janet a moment to talk about some of the things that uh, President Carter has been doing here of late, uh, despite all of the challenges and struggles that he's facing. Um. Jimmy Carter has been still going all over the world. He's, of course, a peacemaker. He's been going around and watching the election campaigns. He's an advocate for, you know, elections. He's also uh, has worked really hard on fighting diseases in other countries, like uh, some kind of worm that gets into the food and the lungs and all over and so he's been giving out vaccines and stuff of course here he's been working on habitat for humanity and um he was lamenting the fact that because oprah winfrey had asked or will be asking him um what he if he could win the election and he said absolutely not but it hasn't stopped him from going to the united nations he still is teaching Sunday school every single Sunday, even with this diagnosis. Um, and he has stated that he he has taken it. He's ready to meet his maker. He's not afraid. But his wife, Rosalind's not doing so well with this. So, um, but he's pretty upset about the things that have been going on with the political system as he sees it and obviously he's got the carter center and stuff and i know you have another do you have another um audio before i keep going i do um actually <clears throat> i wanted to play the uh this is just a bit from the trailer uh where oh, okay. does ask him the question about whether he thinks he could win a presidential election today or not so i'll go ahead and play that and uh then i would like to hear from 
Adam and Joey on what they think about the fact that he is still doing this and still fighting strong despite all the obstacles that he's facing. So let's go ahead and get to that audio here real quick. Would you be able to become president today? Absolutely not. There's no way now for you to get the Democratic or Republican nomination without being able to raise two or three hundred million dollars or more. And I would not be inclined to do that and I would not be capable of doing it. So that's, we've become now an oligarchy instead of a democracy. And I think that's been the worst uh, damage to the basic moral and ethical standards of American political system that I've ever seen in my life. And when you get to the Washington, you've already alienated Democrats from Republicans and Congress from the president. And we have red states and blue states. We never had any of that mm -hmm. 25 or 30 years ago. But still hard to get things passed, but it wasn't the kind yeah. of alienation that we well, see I got, now. I had just as much support from Republicans as I did Democrats mm -hmm. when I ran for president. But I should have organized the Democratic Party to get me reelected. So, Adam, we'll start with you. I mean, he's he's talking about how difficult it is now to win the presidency since Citizens United was passed. He's talking about how divisive politics has become and how difficult it is to get anything through Congress and how reaching across the aisle is just pretty much an impossibility anymore. Um, so in, in light of that, in light of the fact that uh, he's still fighting despite his cancer diagnosis, that he's still working hard every day, uh, what, do, what do you have to say about that? Well, I I'm going to say that uh, Jimmy Carter <clears throat> is a man I deeply respect and admire. He He's shown that a president's power doesn't just end when they leave the White House. He is quite possibly the single most effective ex-president in American history. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that he's still going strong despite uh, his cancer diagnosis, uh, he, ha he has a clean conscience. He knows where he's going when he when he passes, and he exudes that confidence that he knows he's done good on this uh, in this life. Um, as for you know what he said about our system, well, you know there's been several studies done that show the United States is no longer a functional democracy. We are you know just looking at the definition you know the, the you know it's like you know there's the 14 characteristics of fascist regimes that the Republican Party uh, nicely fits in all 14 um, but that's not here and there uh, there have been several studies that done you know that say okay here are the the characteristics of an oligarchy and hey look the United States fits into all those characteristics funny isn't that funny um, he's right you know he couldn't he couldn't win in this day and age um, which makes next this coming election even more vital, because if we take the Supreme Court, they will lose Citizens United, guaranteed. That will be the first pillar to go. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's absolutely essential for us to get anywhere in the future in Senate races and Congress races, uh, local governments. Just abolishing that would be great. But uh, just turning to to you, Joey, what are what are your thoughts on President Carter or, or anything else that he said? Uh, well, he's. Well, I, I I wish that it was like more people like him. It's 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 more people like him, but they not. You know, you don't hear about him every day. You know, they work hard every day, just like him. Uh, but I, I, you know, I admire the man. You know, he's he's a great man to me, and and and, and it's true. It, it it like what Adam said. It is. You know, trying is beginning to turn into a fascist state. 
in this country, and it's and it's scary because you see them. You know, y'all, we talk about them clowns every day, and they try to take this. They try to turn this country into Nazi Germany. You ask me, you know, and by me and, and tell the truth, it's, it's even harder with me being a black American male. You know, it's, it's even harder at some points, but. I'm gonna deal deal with everything I need to deal with, but no matter what that old saying is, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. There you go. That's the way I see it, you know. <laughs> and, but he is he is a real real nice guy, and I hate this, what's going on with him right now. And I wish he could stick around another 91 years. <laughs> That's real, man. You know, people. We need more people like him. We really do. We absolutely but, yes. do. Yeah. But it's a whole lot of people out there just sold their souls for money and 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 they they not uh looking out for the American people, they looking out for themselves and they they cronies, they millionaire and billionaire cronies, that's all. While we still got people living in poverty, you know, I, I live up under the poverty level myself and I'm not ashamed to say it, but I am surviving. You know, I'm eating, I got a roof. You know, but I'm I'm good. But I want to fight with you guys, and that's why I'm here today. Excellent. Thank you so much, Joey. And I I think that that really speaks to what we all feel about the man, and you know the struggles that we all face. And I know that you face your own set of struggles that that are profound. And yes, yes. Yeah. So it's it's greatly appreciated. Now, uh, Janet, we we sort of had a sidebar conversation the other day. Um, I won't ask Joey how old he is, so I won't be rude. But um, I know that. I'm not my age because what I've been through, I'm glad to, to, to turn 47 in January. Oh, cool. There you go. <laughs> I am so bad because I'm mad because a whole lot of my friends didn't. You Oops. know, a whole lot of my friends didn't make it. People I grew up with back, back in the day, you know, they got into trouble and, you know, things happen. You know, mm. life happens. And I've think I'm uh, you know I'm I'm grateful to be here and we're grateful to have you absolutely and uh but uh so since you're you're 47 now that you've declared that on the air um 47 in January I'm 46 oh I'll be 7 January (laughs) I am so sorry sir you are 46 okay man it's cool it's cool (laughs) it's cool man (laughs) but I'm not uh, not afraid to tell my age because a whole lot of people say I don't look my age there you go. Hey, I, I think you definitely look a lot younger than that. So, <laughs> from what I've seen from your pictures, but uh, but so so you were too young to vote when Carter was running. Um, yes, my parents they voted for him. They were a big supporter of Carter. Oh, cool. When I was young, you know, I was like in elementary school. That's awesome. As it is. Yeah, and uh, but I know Janet. Uh, we we talked the other day, and you said that you voted for President Carter. Yes, I did. I was very proud to do so. And my dad was horrified. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks Democratic, but he votes Republican. Although now that Fox News came in and stuff, he's you know, drank their Kool-Aid. So he's real Republican. We don't even do politics in the House anymore. <laughs> but what I re- <laughs> woo. What I remember, though, is at that time, um, everybody really liked, and Francie from the chat said that he was the first president she ever voted for. I, 
also. Okay. Her and I are fairly close to the same age, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so the um, the thing that really got him was the Panama vote. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the one that got it so that he didn't come in again. And the thing that really pissed me off is watching him leave office and then Reagan getting up there and acting like he had taken care of that Iranian deal. And how could that possibly be? You well, know, because he takes the oath of office and then stands there and says, oh, we freed our people. He didn't do jack crap. They held on to that until he he got into office in order to, you know, but then that's when I really knew that politics sucked. Yeah. I mean, Reagan basically, oh, sorry, Janet. No, go ahead. Reagan basically sabotaged the talks for his political benefit. And if we were serious about treason, Reagan would have been, you know, you know, sorry, sir, you're not going to the White House. You're going to the big house because what he did was clearly treason. He dealt, you know, he gave aid and comfort to an enemy United States saying, you know, you keep these guys, we'll give you a better deal, I promise. That's aid and comfort to the enemy, uh, if you ask me. But, you know. Yeah. uh, it, it was sad. I thought it was really sad. But I, I, could, I knew the tide was turning really, really bad after that Panama, when he turned Panama over, even though the lease had already, you know, he had run out. He had to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the lease. And um, so he did what he had to do. So. Yeah, and that kind of has shades believe of when he... Sorry, go ahead, Jenna. No, no, I was thinking shades of Barack Obama um, turning over the Iraq stuff. Exactly. That's precisely what I was going to say, because everybody blames that situation on President Obama. But that was something that was set up and orchestrated by George W. Bush's administration. Right. Yes, definitely. So... And if you want to know anything else about uh, Jimmy Carter, they've got a Facebook page, too, called Honoring Jimmy Carter. And in one month, they got 65,000 likes. Yes, and I was very glad to hear about that because I I know that if you're listening, uh, if you're at all active on Facebook or any social media, as soon as the news broke that Jimmy Carter had cancer, there were a number of people on the right. I'm not saying that everybody on the right feels this way, uh, but there were any number of people that that thought it was great, that just made a joke of it, uh, a mockery, that, that they were glad. And the fact that this community has sprung up, uh, honoring him, the service that he has done for this nation, the service that he continues to do and will do, I believe, until his dying breath, um, is is really inspiring and the fact that they were able to get so many likes in such a short period of time shows that people do respect him and that while he may have lost re-election people see his record they they see his heart what he's done and people care about former president carter and i think that that's a beautiful thing i do too because he should be honored he's done so many wonderful things i mean he he had when he was in office our country we spent four years um without war the only presidency that went four years without war the only time in our history that we've gone 
without war mm -hmm. during his presidency, by the way. So um, I, I just think he's awesome. He's like right up there, one of my faves. Yeah, but if one of my notice, favorites. Yes, indeed. And what were I'm you going to say, Adam? I said, if you'll notice that the, the conservatives have always had reserved a particularly nasty strain of their vitriol. I mean, they have vitriol for anyone who doesn't march and goose step with them. But they've always had a, a very nasty brand of hate for this man because he represents everything they don't they hate. He represents good government, compassion for people, peace, and you know that I mean. That's why they have this rational, you know, hatred. You know, G Jimmy Carter was actually a pretty good president, especially compared to his predecessor, Ronald. Oh, there you go again, Reagan. Um, <laughs> Zombie Reagan. <laughs> no kidding. Yep. Zombie Reagan. <laughs> Zombie Reagan, exactly. <laughs> and I still would like a bet to find out when Re Reagan had Alzheimer's, but that's getting off the subject. <laughs> it was, when did they it, go? Historically, you know, it, he, he had, you know, Alzheimer's takes a very long time to progress for the most part. He had that when he was elected, if you ask me. And I suspect that everyone in his administration knew, but it just shows the fundamental, fundamental lack of respect for the American people that they kept it a secret until, what, the early 2000s, was it? Yeah. You know, that just shows the, the hate that the Republican Party has for the the lay people of this country, that they would, you know, that's a pretty important thing. You know, the American people had a right to know about that, you know, when he was their president. Yeah. I, I mean, I think people kind of started suspecting, but, and I kept saying, there's something wrong with him. And everybody, hey, Reagan, you know, St. Reagan. And, and my then, parents are uh, the same way, Janet. Oh, well, then, I'm you sorry, know, I know what you got. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's always saying, yeah, Ronald Reagan did a lot of great things. Just name one. Well, he made us feel good about being Americans. You needed a, a, a senile old fart to feel good about your country? Really? That's not an accomplishment. That's not an accomplishment. It's not at all. And, and, and Joey, I know that you are the only one on the program that did not have to grow up with conservative parents. No. But I never had to grow up with conservative relatives, uh, but uh, I had conservative like associates, and and as you know, I had a conservative friend. I didn't call him a conservative; he was a freaking Nazi, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't. Yeah, you well, he was a closet Nazi. Yeah, you know. So I, I never grew up around that mess. But you know, back in the eighties. About the only thing I did was break dance and went to school and <laughs> stuff like the <laughs> so average you were wearing thing. Those parachute pants. Today. Oh, parachute pants, uh, 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 windbreakers, the headbands, Jerry Curl. Oh, man. <laughs> Adidas, Adidas sneakers, Puma sneakers, <laughs> spinning on my head, my back, and everything. But so I can't painful, do it actually. now. I've been broke everything again if I try to do that now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and. We have somebody in our chat. Whoops, I'm sorry. We have somebody in our chat called Planned Parenthood of Georgia. Shout out! Woohoo! All right. Thank All you right. for coming to our chat. We're All growing right. like you, the blob. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Come to turn up tonight, chat room, and get tore up. <laughs> 
and I mean in a good way. They will run a troll, man. They will run a troll like crazy. <laughs> they run them crazy. I've seen it happen. <laughs> oh yeah, and and actually, all right. Well, no, this, I think this, we got this... us a troll. Oh, uh, we did. Care of it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we did have a troll, but we did get rid of him. Was was Plum Parenthood of, of Georgia the troll? No, no, okay. we had somebody else that oh. was. Okay, well, wait. Uh, hmm? Oh, it Francis says, wait, Janet. Oh, Planned Parenthood was a troll. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you may think that you trolled us, but we are going to turn the conversation to something we hadn't planned on. And that is the fact that Carter <laughs> has fought tirelessly. For the rights Where of women. Trolled? <laughs> oh, I see. I see We're Kenny. In the show. I see Kenny in the chat room. Cool, he'll tap <laughs> troll out his ass. Oh, yeah. He'll tap troll up, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we had two of them tonight. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, so yes, our our fun little troll. Let Let's take an opportunity to recognize Jimmy Carter for his services. As uh, to making sure that women have equal rights, not only in the United States, but across the world. And we have a bumper where he so eloquently states that women's rights are the number he feels are, are the, the number one uh, civil rights issue across the globe as a whole. When you look at what he's done for education for, for young girls in, in Africa and Asia and in the third world. Uh, when you look at what he's done here in the United States as, as far as assisting with Planned Parenthood is concerned. Um, J- Janet, don't you think that's a remarkable record that he has? Oh, I do too. I mean, there I can't never say anything bad about him. I really can't. Um, I think he had a really remarkable record. And right now I'm a little bit uh, discombobulated because I was reading um, – Trojan's remark that said, you guys, you know, you've made it when the trolls start showing up. (laughs) Hey, bring them on. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. And then Kenny just posted their banner so we could see it. Their banner? Oh, my God. Yeah, I have suspicions Whoa. about the identity. I can't read it. I can't read it on air. It's too bad. It's that bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I will take a look at that later. But uh, but You're yeah, probably better off not, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Focus. Focus. Yes. Yes. Focus. Back to the conversation at hand. Uh. <laughs> Yep, his uh, uh, stellar women's rights record. But yeah, definitely check out that Facebook group. Uh, once again, it is called Honoring Jimmy Carter. You can just search for it on Facebook and uh, like it. And they have some tremendous stuff there. Uh, and uh, I, I hesitate to use that word since Donald Trump has hijacked it, but that is okay. I'm going to reclaim it. I can use tremendous. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And he was a tremendous president, and anybody that supports women's rights, including abortions and Planned Parenthood in Georgia, not that Planned Parenthood in Georgia, but a, a real honest-to-goodness one, um, I support. 
I support Planned Parenthood. So, absolutely. Anyway, we love Planned Parenthood, and we will keep fighting for them and for their rights across the South, no matter who may come. So we are going to go ahead and run to a break here real quick. We will be right back on Southern Progressive Revival in just a moment. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indy Media Weekly Radio. everybody, Kim Williams here, proprietor of IndieMediaWeekly.com and IndieMediaWeekly Radio. We invite you to check out Ready to Fight for Liberals and Justice, a Facebook community that many of us are a part of here at Indie Media Weekly. Many of our contributors and listeners are as well. So if you're a fan of Facebook, you should check out Ready to Fight for Liberals and Justice and join us. We are ready to fight, and we hope you are too. And we hope to see you there. Just search for Ready to Fight for Liberals and Justice anytime you're on Facebook. Light out. Everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Listen to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern for three hours of news, opinion, and laughs. This is what comedian and talk show host John Fugelsang has to say about Turn Up the Night. You guys really walk a good line of having it be really collegial and really having a a, a show that, you know, blends the uh, intelligence with the irreverence, which is the hardest balance to pull off. Still not convinced you should listen to Turn Up the Night? Well, listen to what legendary writer, actor, and comedian Rick Overton has to say. I just don't think we can use the mainstream news for much anymore. I'm, I'd much rather go to you than to CNN for anything. You know, I would trust what my friends have to say more. Well, who can argue with that? Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. Hey, Joe, what are you doing? Repairing the GOP clown car. What's wrong with it? Well, you know your show. You mean the Tim Cormall Show right here on IndieMediaWeekly.com? Yes. Where each week a panel of guests joins us for a progressive roundtable discussion about politics, news, and other fun topics? Yes. And you know how we check out which members of the GOP climbed into the clown car each week? Yes. Well, there's been so many GOP clowns lately, they broke the springs. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yes. But don't worry. With the GOP presidential primary season coming up, the clown car will now have new heavy-duty springs to carry the load. So not only will our show be way better than those Sunday cable shows, we'll also have our very own clown car. Right. Now, close that garage door, Tim, before the clowns get in. Join us in our panel of guests every week right here on Indie Media Weekly. Oh, don't forget, we have clowns. Dang it, I think a few slipped through. Tune in for the Tim Coromal Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, or in prime time on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio at IndieMediaWeekly.com.
Hi, this is Deba Kell from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly for those who dare. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. Let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back at 7.30. If you were just tuning in, this is episode four of Southern Progressive Revival. And joining me, as always, are my co-hosts. Uh, first up, Adam Hebert from Enterprise, Alabama. Welcome back, Adam. Uh, thank you for having me, sir. Thank you. And our very own Ms. Producer, who we will introduce with her jingle, which I love very, very much. So let's go ahead and play that. Janet became a star, literally overnight. She had not gone looking for fame. Fame had found her. I know that I cannot put up with a whole weekend of your archaic views. You don't want to make me mad now, do you? It is never too late to run away. Janet Lee on Southern Progressive Revival. Well, I am a modern woman. I'm more afraid of her than I am of you. All right, Janet. (laughs) I just love that. I I, I suppose there's going to be a time I don't kind of giggle when i hear that <laughs> hi everybody <laughs> yes welcome back janet and last but not least filling in for lisa chapel our very own cool black dude aka joey ward or you can switch that around uh from nashville tennessee welcome back joey hey it's an honor to be here guys hello yes. everyone yes thank hey. you so much and welcome back. Uh, we're going to skip forward just a little bit because we spent a little bit more time on uh, President Carter than I'd expected. But I'm sure that a lot of you are aware of the situation that happened in Texas recently with um, Ahmed Mohammed, who was unjustly arrested on suspicion of having a bomb. Well, if that story sounded familiar to you at all, there's a reason for that. And it's because this is not the first time that this has happened. And this has happened before on the basis of race and not religion. So I have some excellent audio for you here from a young lady who went through this exact same issue, and she had some words of encouragement to give to uh, Mr. Muhammad. So here we go. There's magic in gardening that you can drop. And that is the wrong clip. Here we go. The image has been viewed across the country. Last week, officers arrested 14-year-old Ahmed Mohammed at his Texas high school after showing up with a homemade clock, mistaken as a fake bomb. Before, I was really scared that no one really was going to care about me because I'm Muslim. The charges were dropped once it was figured out the suspicious device is a clock. While it's a unique case, look no further than our area and you'll find it's happened before. I was thinking, how could this happen again? Kira Wilmot, now 19, was a 16-year-old student at Bartow High School in Polk County. Back in 2013, she was arrested after showing off her volcano science project, mistaken as a bomb. No rights read to me, taken in a police car from school to a juvenile assessment center. But just like Muhammad, many in the community came out to her defense. I think what they did was amazing, how he had all the support behind him, and what took my charges be dropped within a month took him only a week. 
The school district in Texas, however, stands by their decision. It's a little bit disappointing that, um, you know, there are so many comments on social media from people who I don't think have the complete story. And we have an obligation to protect all 2,800 students here at MacArthur. These days, Wilmot is a model and mechanical engineering major at Florida Polytechnic University. She hopes to meet Muhammad one day and has a bit of advice for him. I told him he has to keep moving forward and not let the haters get to him. In Polk County, Garrett Flowers, 10 News. So yeah, we have here this young lady named Kiera Wilmot. Uh, her crime, she brought a volcano to school for a science project. And they arrested her, put her in a juvenile detention facility, and kept her there for a much longer period of time than uh, Ahmed Mohammed uh, had to endure. So while this lady from the Texas school district is trying to defend this and saying that they did this for the safety of their students, I think that it's clear that this was, if not religiously motivated, at least racially motivated, and that there is a pattern that we can see here, that this has happened before. This is not the first time. But the wonderful thing about it, to me at the very least, is that she, she's she gone on. She She's living her life. She is currently in college, working towards her degree. She has moved past this, and she's providing support to this young man who has gone through the exact same thing that she did, who's lived the experience that she has. And to be that noble in the face of so much adversity, I think is tremendous, and it deserves a good deal of applause. So let's go ahead yes. and give... For some applause here real quick, and then we'll get in some uh, words from our fellow co-hosts here. <clears throat> oh, that one. So, yes, applause to Kiera Wilmont, and I will head uh, hand the mic over to Joey. I believe he had something to say. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, what? I'm going to ask you all a question. What in the hell they putting in the water down there, man? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, man. I'm talking about, man, it's all kind of crazy stuff coming out of that state, brother. It's crazy. A little 14-year-old kid with a science project. When I was a kid, everybody had all type of things as a science project. It was probably maybe uh, almost, uh, I say maybe a quarter of the students had volcanoes. You know, you know, they made the little paper things or whatever, how they made it and use uh, Coca-Cola and something to mix with the Coca-Cola to, to run on the sides, you know, hey, make it look I like the lava Coke. coming out and everything. Yeah, well, you know, they use that, you know. <laughs> but, but that was, and, I'm like, what, what is going on, man? Don't go blaming Coke for this. I drink Coke. No, I'm <laughs> no we can't blame Coke, but we can blame the Coke brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and I have to say, uh, uh, are are you finished, Mr. Joey? Um, yeah, yeah, man. That's, I have. That's stu- Sorry, that's stupid, man. You know, what's yes, they got is. for a clock? That kid for a clock? Oh man. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say that uh, several people I'm friends with on Facebook, I, I'm very disappointed in them because uh, a lot of people have been taking. Something uh, judge, former Judge Andrew Napolitano said. Uh, of course, N- N- Napolitano is a, a, a Fox News personality. And he, I guess he said something that said, oh, well, it clearly was a bomb so, or meant to look like a bomb. Ah. So they're taking us gold, including someone who's been a, 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 uh, a guest on um, 
shows on Anime Weekly, I'm extremely disappointed in this particular person because this person should know better. Uh, but that's not here nor there. But they're they're taking you know I mean they're just content to to beat up on this poor little kid. It's like look, the guy's balls haven't even dropped yet. Okay, his voice hasn't changed. Back off. Well, like like uh like what we say the old Southern thing, man. The kid still got milk on his breath. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Mister Cool Black Dude. Well played. Yeah, man. He still got milk on his breath, man. You know, and he's a smart kid. He's a smart kid, but man, it just—it's it, just a racial thing. That's all, man. Right, yeah, the conservatives. You know, uh, sorry, what, what, what was you saying, brother? I was gonna say the conservatives just have to look for anything to justify their bigotry. You know, we see this all the time in certain people who pop up on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sorry, my allergies. Uh, who, you know, it's like I'll say something like, you know, I guess uh, uh, last week Mary Catherine Ham's husband was killed. And I posted something, you know, conservatives started going after her. And I said, what's wrong with you people? You're eating one of your own. And, of course, someone had to go to that post and dig up something from a Democrat. Yeah, get- you know, they always – What my point is they're always looking for something to justify their hatred with. They can't just say – they can't let go. They're like a dog with a rawhide. Sorry, Wizzy. They don't, you don't deserve that, that uh, you know – Go ahead, Jenna. Well, I was going to say, as someone um, who has been an educator for years, and I did teach uh, physical science and um, some other science classes, the volcano thing, everybody did. I taught special ed. My special ed kids did it. Of course, I had kids in all cognitive groups. So I, you know, my, there wasn't a single child that wasn't able to do that and who didn't enjoy doing that. Not a single one of them got in trouble. We did them out in the hall or we took them outside and do them, blew them off. We had a blast. It was one of those fun things. They're still fun. The same with this clock thing. Nobody talks about the fact that you have to have some kind of an explosive with it. You know, a clock is a clock is a clock. You know, give it yeah. up. There is all kinds and all, of And all kits. you happen to terrorists got high tech these days. Don't they use cell phones or something now? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and have you ever seen the science kits? There are science kits that come that you can make clocks with. I would like to know what, what is in their science kits that they order at the beginning of the year. But I'm going to tell you one thing, and I will get off my little um, bench or whatever soapbox. Ever since uh, the Republicans have come in, and I've noticed this, and they started coming after teachers and the unions, um, and they bought, started buying all their books from Texas, a lot of this kind of crap has started going on. Educators are like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And more and more right-wing um, board of educators get in. You're going to have this kind of stuff. They were trying to tell us that we had to have guns in mm-hmm. our classrooms. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> me? Have a gun? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want a gun. And I know some teachers up here I wouldn't want to have a gun. They're nuts. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, so you have chosen wisely. 
Thank you. And, and I mean, it's like, yeah. there's all of this is kind of, to me, interrelated. And um, I don't understand that with the clock, other than you've got some people that need to get their butts out of the Board of Edu- Ed. Board of Ed. So anybody that's listening to this, do not think the Board of Education is not an important vote because it is. It's a really important vote. And we had one, and I led a campaign to get one of the Board of Ed members off uh, because he was going to force us all to carry guns. And if we didn't carry guns, then the board was going to be able to fire us. So I led a campaign against him, and we beat him. So, you know, politics is local, people. And I'll shut up, and I'm 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 crawling off my little soapbox. No, no, that's Sorry. great. I mean, you beat the bastard yeah, like a great. drum. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that you won that like fight. a like Thank a rented mule. <laughs> and you know, it's it's funny that you would mention soapbox because the next thing we're going to do tonight is take a gander oh. at the soapbox. Dang, I should have waited. Gander at the soapbox. Gosh darn it, who diddly I'm conservative. What do you have a higher opinion of, Congress or dog poop? I think the the report's full of crap. My goodness, I didn't know solid waste management was so controversial. We'll have more of everything. We were discussing disease. We were discussing all sorts of things tonight. You know, I apologize. We left the helicopter at home. You know, I I don't have to defend everything that I've ever done. Isn't that the Tea Party in a nutshell? Republican on Republican violence. There isn't a Republican Party. I humbly ask for your vote whenever you're going to get to vote, whenever the primary is. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, I know. Bravo. Yes, Obama. Bravo. So much the better singer than Vladimir Putin. But <laughs> I, I just want to thank Kenny so much for making that jingle for us. Uh, oh, I love it. I know. He's good with that stuff. He is. He is. Yeah, the, he, he's a. Yeah, he's a genius at that, man. I I, I want him to like, make me a like jingle. <laughs> yeah, I we'll have to. I want him to make me a jingle, man. <laughs> we will have to talk to him about doing that. That would be great. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So Gander at the soapbox, you will get to hear that jingle every single time we have it now. Thanks to cool. Kenny. Uh, and we lead off tonight with presidential candidate and former governor of Florida Bush, a Catholic, who had something interesting to say about the Pope. So here we go. Uh, The Pope is not wrong. The Pope is a religious leader that I admire greatly, and I'm excited that he's coming for the first time to our country to have a dialogue with us. I think it's extraordinary. Uh, Carbon emissions have dropped by 10% in the last decade. The United States has played a pretty constructive role if if you're talking about climate change being an issue. Uh, And the way you create uh, a focus on protecting the natural environment and the creatures that are divinely inspired, which is the Pope's view, he's not a scientist, he's a, he's a religious leader, is to create economic growth, to generate revenues, to be able to, to help people. If you read his encyclical, he talks about the rights of the unborn and the, and the importance of traditional family in that encyclical as it relates to climate change as well. So I welcome him here, and I think it's, uh, I, I, w- I would embrace the philosophy of mercy, of love, of uh, recognizing that we have a responsibility uh, that is God, uh, God-inspired, 
I have no problems with the Pope being here at all. I think it was fantastic yesterday. My wife and I got to see the, we got to have uh, uh, communion with the Pope in, in the presence of, of the Holy Father. Wow, I mean, this was a big deal. So yeah, we have uh, Jeb Bush saying that the Pope has no right to talk about climate change because he's not a scientist. He is a chemist, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Uh, uh, um, he has a master's degree in chemistry. Yeah, he's got a master's so degree in... Yeah, go ahead, Adam. Six, at least six years studying chemistry at the college and at graduate least. level. At least six yes, years. at least. Yes. In other words, he it knows his longer. shit. He knows yeah. his shit. It took me longer than that. It took, yeah. Of course, I had kids, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think he knows a little bit about what he's talking about. What do you think, Janet? Yeah, I, I'm thinking that somebody that studies that long uh, knows their stuff. It You have to do theses. You've got to do um, research. And you, it's got to be, you know, published. You don't get a master's just because... You know, you go to school and pass some classes. I mean, you've got to do research projects. You've actually got to do them. And teach. And teach, yes. Yeah, right? you got to that's throw that in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's why I thought. I just want to make sure that that was the case when you were, you know, Yeah, a I taught. Yes, I taught. And um, I had to have my research project done at school. Or, you know, because mine was about education and um, at-risk students, but not that you want to hear about that. But, um, so I actually had to go the whole year with that. I actually had to talk the Board of Education into doing that. And you have to get published. So, what is this guy talking about? Exactly. And, you know, it's it's like, and uh, I just want to turn to Joey. We're, we're, we're both Christians. We both come from Christian families. And for, forgive me if I'm wrong. L let me know if I am. But I, I said this last night. I remember clearly Genesis stating, even if he didn't have this education, that man has dominion over creation. And in that, I, I think that it's implicit that we have a moral obligation to take care of this planet and its inhabitants, even even the animals. So, I mean, am I am I am I wrong? Did I read my Bible wrong? No, no, you didn't. You didn't read it wrong. It, we have we have to take care. Of, we have to take care, of, especially our wildlife. Like I'm a big supporter of saving the wolves because mm -hmm. we need wolves, you know, uh, for the, that type of environment. And we need we need we even need bees and insects, all types of insects, man. You know, we need plants, we need trees, we need it all, man, to to save this planet. And and it's and people just. They tear this planet up, man. They are tearing this planet up, and and uh, we we have to go. Well, here in Nashville, we have to take our cars through emissions and stuff like that. They try to do a little something here about the environment, but not too much. But uh, we got a gov, we got a Republican governor, but uh, now we got us a a female progressive uh, a mayor now in this town. But around the rural areas, they just don't give a crap. <laughs> they, they don't care at all. But once I go to the country, I'm going to do, do what I best, do what I do best, you know, to try my best to 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 fulfill myself, to to try to get more off into the environment anyway. 
because I'm I'm gonna grow my own food and everything. I'm gonna do it all. <laughs> and, and I, I am gonna try to turn my car into a into one of those uh, bio cars. I'm, I'm gonna see how much it costs to turn my car into a bio car. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes, Adam. Uh, one thing I read, and it could be uh, mis- I could be mistaken, is that the original Hebrew word used in that passage translated as closer to stewardship, you know, than dominion. In other words, we're meant to be caretakers of the lesser creatures, not owners. You know, th- these are on loan from to us from God. Um, but uh, I will say that I always find it amusing when people who profess to be Catholic criticize the Pope. You'll notice that they never they never criticize the Pope when Pope Benedict told uh, the Catholic Church to withhold Holy Communion from pro-choice Democrats like John Kerry. That was okay. But how dare he issue this encyclical on climate change, my friends. You know, uh, it, it just shows the, hypocr- the rank hypocrisy that is, it, it's not a bug in the conservative program. It's a feature. It really is, and it's unfortunate. And uh, the, the fact that they think that they can only cross streams in one direction. Really speaks a lot to their values. But, really, um, you're going to steal that one from me too about crossing the streams. <laughs> I'm just using it the once, I promise. So, <laughs> hey, I've, I've I've got to I've got to keep you on your toes, Adam. That is my I, job. I guess. I guess. Important safety tip. Thank you, Egon. Yes, thank you so so much. And you brought Egon onto this show, so there you go. Now we're even. But um. We're going to go ahead and get to another uh, short clip here real quick. Um, We have two clips, actually, from the Values Voter Summit. Uh, What a joyful occasion that was. But uh, (laughs) Marco Rubio brought the breaking news that we all know about very well. And uh, I am going to play for you now the response that was received. Just a few minutes ago, Speaker Boehner announced that he will be resigning. So yeah, wow. I mean, this this audio that hurts my ear. I know. I had to deamplify this, and it doesn't begin to express how excited that crowd was. It doesn't show the people that stood, who yelled, who clapped, and acted like Senator Rubio had just announced that President Obama was resigning. This is one of their own. This is Speaker Boehner, who I, I'm not going to pretend that he's. A good person. I, I think he's done the best that he can. But he, I think he's had a few too many. He's had a few too many. But, you know, he, for, for the most part, he's an establishment Republican. Um, he came into Congress during the Clinton administration. He served under Gingrich. And he was there long before the Tea Party movement was even a thought. But by resigning, Boehner has admitted that he cannot keep 
his party under control. And, and those members of the audience clearly demonstrate that they do not want established Repu- establishment Republicans anymore. What they want are radicals. They want people that are so far to the right that they're irredeemable. And it's it's just this this applause to, to hear them like that. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Joey, but it just got all over me. They want they want a tyrant. That's all they want. It's a tyrant. Yeah. And they want to and they want to get rid of all the liberals, you know, and 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 making you know they they the, the word liberal is not a bad word. Mm-hmm. The word socialist is not a bad word, and they try they doing their best to make it make it so you know to be that way. So I'm like, well, I'm a liberal and I'm a proud liberal. And if you got a problem with me, come talk to me as a man, you know, and we can talk, you know, but I'm I'm not a, I'm not a punk or nothing like that. You know, you want to get into some gangster stuff, we can if you want. (laughs) That's the way I feel. That's that's just on me. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to, if someone tried me, I'm going to do my best to protect myself. That's the way I was brought up. There you go. Especially being a, especially being a black man in America, you know. Absolutely. I'm gonna protect myself, and, and if you want to talk to me as a man, I'll talk to you as a man. But don't don't uh, uh, rub rub what I am in the dirt like I'm such a bad person. You mm-hmm. know, liberals not a bad person. One for liberals, a whole lot of things this country wouldn't happen. You know, like what they say, like the like the uh, like Social Security, like uh, the GI Bill, things like that. Yeah, Medicaid, Medicaid. Yeah, Medicaid. You know, I'm on Medicaid right now, myself. You know, and it's doing, and it's doing good because I, I didn't know I had as many health problems as I did until I did became disabled, and and yeah. started to get some insurance, and, and I'm like, wow. So now I can take care of myself. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, since since you mentioned that the right is hijacking those words and trying to turn them against us. Uh, this next clip is is sort of related to that, uh, so I want to go ahead and get to that real quick, and then we we can get to Janet. Um, but Ted Cruz, who was also at the Voters Value Summit or Values Voter Summit, whatever you want to call them, I, I think they have no values, um, had thinks himself a comedian. So let's go ahead and play that real quick. Well, and then today, the president of China, President Xi is in town. Media all across the world are reporting on this historic meeting of the world's most powerful communist and the president of China. What a snide, what a snide prick. Absolutely. And I, I want to get Janet's opinion on this. I know she had something to say at the end, but just just taking these words, having absolutely no idea what they mean, you know. Okay, I wanted to go back to Boehner first, and then I'll hit this, and I'll do it real quick. Sure. Um, as far as Boehner... I, Janet? I think there's something wrong with her mic. Hello, Janet. We can't hear you. Oh, there now? Okay, you're perfect now. Yeah. Okay. I'm mine is not sliding either all the way down or up. But anyway, I just wanted to say that Boehner said 
that there would be no shutdown and no cutting off of Planned Parenthood funding. So I'm wondering if he resigned because the Pope kind of got to him and he thought he'd do something right for a change. All right, as far as Cruz. Now, Jonathan told me I had to talk about that because he couldn't be kind to him without calling him an asshole. I can't really say anything nice about him either, but what I did want to say was... I want him and anyone else that's listening, and that includes you little trolls, that a communist is a theory or a system based on holding all of the property in common, actual ownership being ascribed to the community or the state. That's not what we're living in. It's a system of organizations. All the economic and social activity is controlled by a totalitarian, state-dominated, single and self-perpetuating party. That's not where we're coming from. But his dad, the little shitspa's dad, that's who he worked for in Cuba. You know, Castro, he was out there fighting for the man. Absolutely. The The, dictator. The the very man we are playing the same bumper for all night. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, Noted baloney scientist. Yes. Yes. Baloney scientist. I am a baloney scientist. Who wants to make a race of pibble. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I mean, look, the, the, we talked about this extensively last night, but Boner resigning, I, I, I'm beginning to think he actually did get touched by the Pope. Uh, unfortunately, I suspect it's too late to save his immortal soul, but uh, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I think him announced, making that announcement today is basically him giving the middle finger to the teabaggers. Um, and I think that once he's gone... You're going to see, I mean, basically Democrats are going to be even more marginalized now, but Boner may have just saved this country from making a huge mistake next year because we're going to get a huge spoonful of the shit that is teabagger governance. And I think when America swallows that spoonful down, they're going to, I don't, don't like, don't, don't like. (laughs) It's It's going to suck in the short term, but I think it's going to have, I think it's going to benefit America in uh, the long term. Yeah, I know you had expressed that you thought that how how crazy the house is going to go that uh, eventually America is going to turn toward that and and they're going to go to plat they're going to go to straight to ludicrous speed and then go to plaid. Yeah. Um, as for Ted Cruz, the guy's a hatchet face faced prick. All right, Excuse so my crassness. Not a problem. Um, and I, I, I hate to do this, but we do have to run to a break. We ran over just a little tiny bit. Uh, but when we come back, we will have an Our Damn Yankee Frenzy. So everybody stay tuned for that, and we will be right back with you here on Southern Progressive Revival. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Hear about the latest effort to turn free public education into fee education today on Hightower Radio. Public education used to be, you know, public, as in an essential societal investment for the betterment of all, paid for by all through school taxes. 
In addition to privatization schemes to turn education over to corporate profiteers, public schools themselves have steadily been perverting the idea of free education into one of, quote, fee education. This is a product of the budget-slashing frenzy imposed on our schools in the past 15 years or so by coke-headed anti-public ideologues and unimaginative, acquiescent education officials. Beset by budget cuts, too many school systems are accommodating the slashers by shifting the cost of educating America's future from the general society to the parents of students who are presently enrolled. Want to play a sport? Take a class trip to a museum or participate in a debate tournament? Pay a fee. Want art, music, drama, or other cultural courses? Pay a fee. Need a uniform? Pay a fee. And now comes a new level of monetizing public education, the ubiquitous yellow school bus. Yes, just getting to and from school is increasingly being treated not as a necessary public service, but as a private luxury to be billed to the families of students. Districts in California, Colorado, Hawaii, Indiana, Massachusetts, Texas, and elsewhere are charging around $400 a year per child. For the poor and downwardly mobile middle class, that's a real hit. Yet another barrier to educational access for America's majority. What's next? A daily debit card deduction for kids to enter a classroom? This is Jim Hightower saying, if our society won't even pay for bus rides, how are we going to get to the future we want for our children? It's time to reject the small-minded budget slashers, reinvest fully in public education, and get America moving again. Hightower's commentary is brought to you by the Hightower Lowdown. From Wall Street to Washington, this monthly newsletter reveals who's doing what to whom and why. Check it out, hightowerlowdown.org. Come walk with me. Michael S. Sharball through the broken doorway. 11 a.m. Saturdays and Wednesdays, and only on IndieMediaWeekly.com. Hi, this is Kenny Pick from Turn Up the Night, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly. Don't change that dial. If you do, I'll know. Like a sneaky ninja, I will know. into Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Hour 2 of Southern Progressive Revival. And we are getting ready to gear up for our Damn Yankee segment, so we will be getting Francie on the line here in just a moment. But before we do that, I would like to welcome back our very own Ms. Producer, Janet Lee, from Lake of the Ozarks area, Missouri. Hi, everybody. And my sister wanted me to remind everybody that Reagan sold arms to Iran. She's texted me on the phone. Okay. Yes, indeed. He did. <laughs> so, yes, thank you very much for the reminder. Always good to remember all of the terrible things that I did in office. But, um, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, thank but... you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And of course, our fill in for Lisa Chapel tonight, our very special guest host who we all know and love, Cool Black Dude, aka Joey Ward from Nashville, Tennessee. 
Hello, Joey. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? I had it on mute. I'm sorry. Oh, no Hello, problem. everyone. Hey, welcome back, sir. And last but not least, host of Mike Check Radio here on Indie Media Weekly, Adam Hebert. Hello. Right, and Adam, we are going to go ahead and play your jingle real quick, sir. You cannot escape your fate. And then no. we get... <laughs> And then we'll, we'll get Francie on the line for all of you. Adam Hebert, a true Southerner. You want a piece of this? He's a lunatic, I'm telling you. Because you are absolutely, unconditionally, positively the most stubborn person I've ever known in my life. Adam Hebert, a Southern denialist. Forget about it, please. Of course, I'm just visiting here. He's crazy. There's no telling what he might do. Adam Hebert, from wherever, on Southern Progressive Revival. <laughs> we love you, Adam. Oh, Good no. Shows. Adam. There. Okay. I, was, I thought maybe he ran away. No, 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 no. I'm not that petty. <laughs> Yep, he's he's getting used to it. I think it's probably he's probably warming up to it. But uh, yeah, so since Adam is in charge of our tech tonight, he will be getting Francie on the phone for us for our damn Yankee segment. We are very excited about that. All right, let's do this. I guess when we already added her, but I guess we didn't add people <laughs> to this call. Okay, yeah, there we go, and pull. Cool. We will be hearing live from Francie soon. Oh dear. Yes. So come, come with me, Jonathan Matthews, as we explore the minds of a damn Yankee. Yes. Poke, (laughs) poke, poke, poke. (laughs) Okay, who started the call? Somebody just giggled. I started the call. That was was me. You're going to have to ask. I, I I I think. Hold on. Okay, let me I go will ahead try and call again. her. I'm calling now. We are connecting. Yeah, I guess I guess it has to be. Uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Ringtones are always good. Well, not. Hello. Hello, Francie. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Hello to you. Hello, Janet. R. Hello, Hi. Adam, and hello, cool Joey. So happy to speak to you. So happy to speak to oh. you too, honey. Finally get, to, finally get to talk to you, babe. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Uh, well, we can. Hey, I thought I was your honey. Woo. Uh, well, uh, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, oh yeah. my lordy I'll lord. Yeah. All, I am... all, all the ladies from uh, uh, Turn Up the Night of My Ladies. <laughs> there's there's one of them little turnips. Yeah. Guess what? There's there's enough of cool black dude to go around. Yes, indeed. But oh, before... good. Okay, we will all yeah. share and share alike. Okay. Six foot, I'm six foot tall and 268 pounds, so it's a lot. There you go. Woo! <laughs> so before we get into the conversation, it would not be a traditional damn Yankee segment without the jingle. So let's go ahead and okay. introduce Francie in the best way possible. Where do you come from? Damn Yankee. Of course, I'm just visiting here. Why don't you just tell me your side of the story? Your <laughs> Yankee friend is waiting for you in the bar. 
Okay, Francie, welcome to the program. I know that hey. you probably have a lot on your mind tonight. I, I do. Um, I do have a lot on my mind, and um, happy Super Blood Moon, everyone. Yes, indeed. Happy Super Blood Moon. I see a bad Yeah, and a lunar eclipse. Ooh. <laughs> hey, the lunar kicks are out. Watch out. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, we've already had two trolls. <laughs> I like know. I said, like you, I said. You guys rock. You rock. Like I said, I see a bad moon arising. <laughs> and it's a marvelous night for moon dance. Yes, Ooh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Neva said something about uh, participating in one tonight, so that should be pretty exciting. Yes. Yes, and everyone, wherever you are, can see the moon, right? Yeah. Uh, the after, north, yeah. the south. Actually, actually, I'm far enough south to where we don't see the moon, but rather... Rush Limbaugh's ass, so it is in fact always. <laughs> oh, gross! Oh no! You guys want to know where I live now? Yeah, absolutely. And could and and I live in Delaware. Now Delaware is an interesting state because I also live on Delmarva which is Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, Peninsula. Um, and we have kind of a southern uh, vibe here. Oh, People so have southern accents, and we got grits, and um, we got Ugh, that, that, that sausage gravy and the red beans, and we got folks driving around with the gun racks and the uh, rebel flags. So I'm a bit confused. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Yeah, being southern adjacent always makes things really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so how about them grits? Do you like grits? Yes, I do. Lots of butter and salt. Oh yeah, that's how I take them too. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've ever polled our co-hosts on that before. Do you, do you, do you all like grits? Um, Hell I, no. No, I don't like grits. <laughs> I, don't I, like, know. I like farina. I love farina though. There you go. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Jenna? I hate grits. Oh no! <laughs> you have chosen wise. It's like uh. it reminds me of that bird seed that my grandma used to feed her birds. You know that gravelly stuff. Not if it's cooked done right. It's good. I don't know. And I do like the cornbread. Mm. Oh yeah, cornbread is really oh, good, yeah. especially oh, when it's made Lord, in a cast Lord. iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking mm. about? I like I like to make uh, hot water cornbread. You know, the hot water oh. cornbread. That's my that that's my good. specialty. That's one of my specialties, oh. and 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 ton of greens and fried oh, chicken boy. and cob mm. and, mm. and, uh, and. I I will potatoes. tell you, I mean, the South does potatoes. have great food. Oh yeah. That's that's why a whole lot a whole lot of us so big down here in the south. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to be careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I'm from I'm from Connecticut originally. So yes, I am a Connecticut a damn Connecticut Yankee. How you like them apples? Ooh. And I never been to King Arthur's Court. Not even the close. Worst kind. Oh wow! Wow, and we had Trojan. <laughs> we had Trojan on the other night from Boston, and so oh, I know that's really where my dad was the, from. 
Yeah. yeah. My dad and was from Boston, mom's from the Bronx, so I got uh, accents going, was going on in my house. So oh, boy. You, yeah, he does, too. Yeah. So did your dad pack oh. his car and have it yet? Oh, he never lost the accent. He <laughs> moved, we moved to Connecticut in 62, and he never, lo- never lost it. Packed the car and, you know, are you in here? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> he had a really, yeah, it was strong. It was very strong. And my grandmother used to ask us if we wanted tonic. And we go, oh, no, yuck, ew, tonic is soda. Just saying. Oh. So it, uh-huh. was, it was interesting. And then my mother was from the Bronx, so she had that accent. And then we had the Yankee fan and Red Sox fan. So, ah, oh, it was Ooh. fun. Oh, <laughs> How man, did I'm they survive fun. that marriage? <laughs> we, six, they, well, they were together 60 years. We lost Dad last year. Oh. And they managed to make it work, you know? I don't know. It was interesting. And now Delaware has an accent. They they do their O's. They say O's like ooh ooh. I think Maryland has it too. It's ah. my my yeah. It's weird. They have an accent. Well, they don't know where I'm from. They say, "Where are you from? New York, New Jersey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But this Delaware is I where we are. We're in Central Delaware. They call it Lower Slower LSD. Um, there is, people have a drawl, and the pace is slower, and, you know, it, I'm confused. I'm really, really, really confused about where I am, really. Really. <laughs> not south, but not north either. I'm sure, and you know, huh. I the college I went to, the biggest program that we had was equine studies, and we had uh, a number of students from Delaware. Uh, apparently, that's big horse country. Um, who oh, came down yes. to mm-hmm. Southwest Virginia to study equine studies. So, Well, actually, big chickens, too. I mean, Maryland, and we're, you know, on this side of the bridge, Maryland is, you know, Tyson, Purdue. I mean, we got lots of chickens. Lots of chicken um, producers, which is a whole other thing. You know, the, the white chickens and the cruelty. And I, I like mm. chicken, but I don't want to know how they do it. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> they got a Delaware chicken trucks. Hmm? They've got a Delaware red. I know a lot of people get them. Oh around no, here. they have the Delaware blue hen, and now it's endangered they, they, for whatever reason. There's not many of them around. They're pretty chicken. They 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 Purdue's and the Tyson's and all of them mountaineer. They do those white chickens. You know, they're just white chickens. Yeah. Maybe I it's Rhode Island red. I don't know. Oh, that's what um, a friend of mine had. There, I I like chickens. I like roosters. I mean, alive. I wish I could have some. I might be a farm girl in my art. I do <laughs> like animals. <laughs> Grace, you know, as pets. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. I will. Say, I will say. Oh. Go ahead, Adam. Mm-hmm. I will say that I suspect a lot of Republicans have taken classes in equine studies considering they're a bunch of horses' asses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say so. But, so uh, um, mm-hmm. I'm, we're here nine years, and um, I, I'm still not used to it. 
you know, so you, you, you see the pace and everything, because we lived right outside of New York City, oh. uh, you know, a commuter town, mm. and the pace was fast. Yeah. Quick, quick, the traffic, everything, boom, 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 you, you know, and everything was right nearby. You could walk to places, you know, walk to the store, walk here. Uh, you got to get in the car. You got to drive to the, although now we have a, um, one of those dollar stores down in our town <laughs> that I can almost walk to. So that's how far we progressed. Got <laughs> <laughs> a dollar store. I was like, what? Hey, ar- around have- these, around mm-hmm. these parts, I, I can't speak for the lake of the Ozarks area or, uh, in enterprise. I know Nashville's a big town, but, uh, a dollar store would be a good pickup for Kernersville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, the dollar store boom, anyways, indicates to me that lots of people aren't doing very well. I mean, the dollar stores are thriving because oh, yeah. there's there's so many people that they're just not making it, and it drives me insane. You know, the Republicans say about the minimum wage, it, it's a joke. You know, people are still in parts of the country. You know, it's not not great. That's Abs- what I'm observing where I am in Delaware, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so something I wanted to mention, I, I know that you talk about uh, a lot of these points and a lot of your beliefs because you are a very frequent RCI guest on Turn Up the Night. Um, and you also are uh, frequently on the Tim Coromel show. Um, yes, Tim Coromel found me. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. <laughs> No, actually, at a sexy liberal. I almost met him, and then we became Twitter friends, and then all of a sudden, you know, I was, this is a couple of years now, all of a sudden, I'm doing a show, and it's awesome. And then RCI, Kenny, I I don't know, I don't know what it it is, they like having me on the reverse calling, maybe (laughs) because I say a certain word a lot, (laughs) I don't know. And now, I'm just, like, you guys want me on this show, and I'm telling you, I am... Pickle pink. I don't know if that's a southern expression or what, but that's what I am. Yeah, tickle pink. I believe that is a southern expression. So, I hey, there I'm certainly go. glad that we have you. <laughs> oh my god! And, yes. and it was great to talk to you the other day on Tim's show, Jonathan. Yeah, that yeah, was fun. Yeah. And then I talked to Adam a while back on Tim's show. I mean, Tim is the guy. He's the guy that is the link for me to all of this. And I couldn't thank him enough. He he's a really wonderful wonderful person yeah, and, and i actually had, got to meet him in dc which is cool we had uh joe santoris on last night for the nerd joe, I mean, oh my god the it guy is great. a huge doctor who fan and we had such a great time i'm really looking forward to having him back on to discuss the season ender uh season you know do a retrospective season, assuming mr matthews gets over his irrational hatred of peter capaldi <laughs> I will not, sir. <laughs> I, I... Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If I had so, my druthers, um... he'd quit right away. <laughs> oh, boy. See, now, I'm, I don't know about the Who. I mean, I know about the rock group, the Who. I'm a, that kind of a Who fan. I'm not a Whovian, sadly. Maybe <laughs> I should check it out and get on, get on the, the Who train. There you go. <laughs> There's and, uh, plenty of room. You know, Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say, I believe Joey had something to say a minute ago. Uh, oh, well, oh. Uh, 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 
uh, Kenny started that RCA trend with me because I was the first RCN. I mean, RCI ever. Ah. You know, what I'm I was the first person to be a reverse call in on Turn Up Tonight. Oh, cool. And it became awesome. a trend. And yeah, it became a trend, and it's successful, and I love it. And oh, if it I know. For that, I wouldn't um, be here today. Yeah, I know, because it, it, it started off, he, they did it once a week, right? Once a, like Tuesdays only. And now they do it Tuesday and Friday. It's awesome. Yeah. And you get to hear, you know, from the people that you chat with in the chat room, and it's all good. I mean, this this network is awesome, the Indie Media Weekly. Kim is amazing. I mean, I was on the Tim Carmel show with her a few times. This is such a, a needed uh, spot, sanctuary for, you know, for people like us. It's wonderful. And I'm so happy it's growing, you know? Couldn't be happier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are, too. Yeah. To be. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's a great place to be. Because what's on the radio dial? On free radio? Nothing. I mean, where I'm living, I'm living in Rush Country. Rush Limbaugh's on the radio. Uh, the other idiot, um, Hannity. That's what we got to talk radio here. That or sports. So there is no, you know, Randy Rhodes used to be able to pick up somewhere. She's gone now. I mean, there's nobody on the, who's on the radio? Who's left? We yeah. had, we had nobody, it. we had nobody here. We had one guy here. He, He's a black guy that owns a owns a radio station here in here in in Nashville. Oh wow! And he he the, he's a black guy, and he, and the radio station been open since 1954. And wow! He, he, bought, he bought it back in I I forgot what where. He, cause is it is it is it still running? Oh yeah yeah it's still running, but. He he's a progressive he, uh, talk show host, and he's the owner of the radio station. But every now and then he come on because he works a lot, and uh, I can't hardly catch him out, you know, too much. But one of the, one of his wow. hosts was on every day. But uh, back in 2000, uh, 2009, the guy had a stroke. He passed away, and oh. so the only thing they do now is just play uh, all the old R&B hits and blues and they have gospel on Sundays and stuff like that now. But he goes on, the, he does his talk show like every now and then. That's the only progressive right. radio show that that I heard of here in the whole state of Tennessee. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> well, we have zero. It, we have zero in Delaware, where, where I am in Delaware. Now, if you go up toward Wilmington near Philly, not sure, but where we are, it's uh, the right wing. Because the, the radio channel, it's Clear Channel, and the other one, uh, I forget who it is, Clear Channel. Comcast. Comcast. Yeah, something like that. They own the, 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 a lot of the shows, the radio stations here, so the programming is, you know, right wing. Or sports. Or, you know, I don't know, some music stations, but no talk. And so this, I get all my stuff on, online now, you know? Yep, me too. Go online. That's how I, yeah, I went through and found Progressive Voices, and I found Stephanie Miller, and then she mentioned mm -hmm. Kenny, mm -hmm. and then, um, so I started listening to Kenny, and then I just started kind of expanding and listening to Progressive channels that I find online. I started, well, I, I started with MSNBC and uh, Keith Olbermann, and then it went from there, and then remember Current? 
I loved Current. Yes, oh, I loved Current. That's where I found I found Stephanie, the Young Turks. Right. Um, yep. You know, Michael Schur, Epic Politics, man, all of those wonderful shows and voices, and then it, they're gone. And my cable or satellite or whatever, I can't get the, um, I don't free know speech? if it's Link TV or free speech TV. We can't get it. Oh, so, my gosh. That, you can get awful. Stephanie on the TV with free speech TV. That's the only reason I even have cable anymore. Well, and I like to watch my Cardinal games, so... Uh-huh. As but much I, as I, I do, can. But, but thank goodness for, um, you know, a place like this. Really, really, truly. I yes. was so happy that, you know, the fates led me here. Because it is, you guys are, are, we need your voices. And now well, I'm learning you. stuff about, you know, the southern, there are southern liberals. Woo! Yes, there that's, are. That's a refreshing. That is wonderful. Because <laughs> you don't, you know, if you watch the regular television... They're not telling you much of anything. It, it is Trump 24-7. Well, not so much anymore. We have Pope Beaver here. The Pope just left um, Philly. So, But that's not a bad thing. But, I mean, usually the news is, I don't know. It's just, Trump, I can't Trump, even Trump, stomach Trump. it. I can't stomach it. Yeah, I actually no. thought of you when I was putting up the, the tweet to announce the show. Um, I, I got a notification from CNN that the Pope was delivering his farewell address because he is leaving the United States and going back home. Yep. So, Yep, and we did watch because um, I was raised a Catholic. I'm, I'm what you call a cafeteria Catholic, kind of a lapsed Catholic, kind of a retired Catholic, I'm not sure Catholic, because I'm my problem Catholic. with the Catholic Church is, yes, the problem with the Catholic Church in me is many, but the biggest thing is the place, there's no place for women. And that's been my problem with it, you know, since I was, reached the age of reason, which back in the day they said was seven. So. Oh, wow. Lutheran Church says nine. <laughs> yeah, the age of reason was seven. Because my mother, when they were coming up, they made their um, communion and confirmation when they were seven. And then, of course, now it's you're in high school because you're not when you're seven. Well, you're seven, <laughs> so exactly. I, I don't know. But the, this pope, I do like this pope. I think he's headed in a, in a good direction. We'll see. You know, we'll yeah, see. I I do hope he keeps heading in the directions he's in. He's been he's incredible. Right. Oh, I know. Yes, yeah. I, I um, it's happy. A lot of the things you know that that about the environment particularly and and the the wealth gap you know which is and the greed and and yeah that you heard you saw i'm sure and heard on the internet some of the republicans um nasty stuff and and some of our supreme court justices that are catholic that you know one in particular who wears a velvet hat i mean really (laughs) They, they were very disrespectful of him and the way I was brought up, he's the leader of the Catholic Church on Earth. He's it's his, his holiness. He, you know, he commands respect. He deserves respect. And and these Catholics, in air quotes, the things that they were saying, it was ridiculous, really. 
It really is absolutely ridiculous. And I, I hate to do this, but this 30 minutes flew by really, really quick. <laughs> oh, my God. I, and I was nervous as could be. Could you tell? I <laughs> for knocking together. Oh, wow. I did, I did it. Wow. Well, you, you will come back, won't you, Francie? Oh, I sure will. You all. You all are just the most hospitable folks I've come across in a long time. Well, thank you, ma'am. You guys are the real. You you guys are the real deal. You know, you are the real deal. Well, thank you, um, ma'am. I wish you all of the best with this show because it's wonderful. It really, really is. And a million thanks for having me. I I sort of can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of thinking myself. (laughs) Thank you, Francie. It was so much fun, and and I. And we still didn't figure out what the heck Delaware is, but maybe someday we will. There you go. The next time. The next time. Yes. We'll get you. And, and I'm going to say good night. Good night, Jonathan. Good night, Janet. Good night, Adam. Good and good night, my dear KBD. You cool, you. cool dude. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for being here. Ain't she adorable? She is. Oh, gosh. She's so and she writes her own yeah. script, which is great. <laughs> Makes it super easy to have on. So we are going to run to a break real quick. We have one more segment before we get on uh, Macaroni Bradford from Dope Inc. Records at 9 p.m. Eastern. So stay tuned for Phrasing. that. Do what now? Phrasing. Phrasing. I'm just, I'm just yanking your chain. You said oh. on Macaroni. I'm just yanking <laughs> your chain. Continue. I'm mute. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right, so we are going to run to a break here real quick, and we'll be right back on Southern Progressive Revival. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. This is Michael Ash Sharbaugh, host of the Broken Doorway Indie Music Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Accompanied by producer Kim Williams, proprietor of Indie Media Weekly and host of Inside Indie Media Weekly, I have the esteemed pleasure to bring you a series of interviews with some of the exciting indie artists featured on Indie Media Weekly Radio and the Broken Doorway Radio Show. 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Times, Saturdays and Wednesdays after the Broken Doorway and 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays after Kim Williams' Inside Indie Media Weekly. This is The Spoken Doorway. Enter. Don't miss Musical Mayhem with Lauren Mayer. Topical comedy songs and commentary from your friendly local humorist, songwriter, and opinionated Jewish mother. You can catch the show right here on Indie Media Weekly on Mondays and Wednesdays at 9.30 a.m., Thursdays at 8 p.m., right after the Tim Cormall Show. You can catch my weekly comedy videos on my YouTube channel, Psycho Supermom, and order CDs through most major retailers as well as my website, laurenmayer.com. 
So join us for Musical Mayhem, where music, politics, and comedy intersect. Sound new? Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show. Every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show. Features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. Declare your independence and reject corporate media. This is Indie Media Weekly, your number one source for independent media. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Southern Progressive Revival. I am your host, Jonathan Matthews. And joining me, our special guests tonight and fill in for Lisa Chappell, Joey Ward from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome back, Joey. Hello, Joey. Hi, can anybody hear me? Yeah. Can okay. you hear me? Uh, yes, oh, I can. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hey. Hello. I'm sorry. Hi. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. And oh, yeah, my, my last name is pronounced Word. Oh, I am so sorry. Yes. <laughs> well, I remember. Everybody I will remember. Mixed up, you know, sometimes they say Word. Yeah, it's Word. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joey Ward. Uh, yeah. Joey Word. From Nashville, yes, Tennessee. Yes. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> it's good to be here, y'all. Good to be here. <laughs> All right. And, of course, uh, Adam Hebert, host of Mike Check Radio from Enterprise, Alabama. Hello, Adam. <laughs> Is he playing with us? <laughs> I hope not. Well, I'm sure that he'll be back in just a moment. But, of course, we have our own uh, Ms. producer, Miss Janet Lee from Lake of the Ozarks area, Missouri. Welcome back. Well, thank you very much. And hi, everybody. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, if you were listening, welcome. And we are happy to be here. So, without any further ado, we are going to get into the negative part of our show. Don't know shit from applesauce. So let's go ahead and get that going. All I ask from you is a very simple answer to a very simple question. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? But I will ask that everyone please behave. He's a lunatic, I'm telling you. Can I help you with that? Y'all don't know shit from applesauce. All right, welcome to Don't Know Shit from Applesauce, the part of the show where we talk about the folks that don't know shit from applesauce. So... Uh, our lead-in story tonight is sadly from the state of North Carolina, and uh, since I haven't done it before, I, I do want to give a shout-out to my mother. Uh, the the countrywoman that you hear yelling, don't know shit from applesauce, is my mother. 
So thank you for recording that for us, Mom, and uh, for being a part of that jingle. So She's a huge fan of the show. Tremendous. Yes, she's huge. She she listens every week without fail. So <laughs> Does she listen to you on Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern here on Any Me Weekly Radio? See how I did that? That's she, called a plug, folks. <laughs> she does indeed, and she thinks that you have a great voice and that you are hilarious. So... I will send you her kudos live here on Southern Progressive Revival, airing from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, live here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. <laughs> As implied by the fact that we are currently on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Yes, indeed. But I can yeah. I can plug away at any time, sir. So anyway, we are going to go ahead and get Don't Know Shit from Applesauce started with a little comment from North Carolina Governor McCrory, who, if you are not aware of, hopefully after this clip... You will hear all of the evil and vitriol in his voice that all of us hear whenever he speaks. Even though the budget process is just about over, there's still a few major yeah, yeah. Uh, issues that need to be taken I'm not care going of. home yet. <laughs> but, and Speaker Morris had told me yesterday, he said they hope to have things wrapped up by yeah, one October 1st. Again, one of the goals that uh, we haven't uh, finalized, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get, one is Medicaid reform, which... No one gave us a chance for Medicaid reform, and we've come together on, I think, a very good Medicaid reform package, which hopefully will be finalized within the last 24 hours. In fact, I had leaders of the House and Senate in the uh, executive mansion here just last yesterday, yesterday evening, negotiating the final, final um, details of how to make that happen, because it's the executive branch that has to operate and implement these new policies. So I'm sure that you were all sitting on the edge of your seats wondering what this wonderful plan for reforming Medicaid was. And that plan was that Raleigh legislators have agreed to privatize North Carolina's $15 billion Medicaid program. A change that doctors and hospitals have been fighting for months, but which some Republican legislatures have championed as a remedy for unpredictable spending. So I, I hate to say this, when that audio was played... That budget was still in the air. That budget has been signed. We are moving towards privatized Medicaid in the state of North Carolina. Well, and there's a simple way to stop that. All the president has to do is issue an executive order stating that uh, federal Medicaid funds can't be given to private entities. Boom. Problem solved. Yeah, and I, I hope that that's done because really just looking at this, it 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 feels not – I mean it's not only wrong – I anytime you turn over a government program to the private sector, you're, you're going to end up with greed. You're going to end up with the worst parts of the free enterprise system. But doing this and and doing it without federal approval, I just I just can't wrap my mind around it. Right. Well, you talk about privatization. Uh, I'm an army brat. I lived through the privatization boner that the Republican Party had in the 90s where they privatized every every part of military life, including housing. And um, when you live on post, you receive something called uh, – uh, it's a housing allowance. Mm. If you live on post, you don't get that. If you live off post, you get X dollars a month to cover your, your living expenses. Um, so, you know, if you live on post, it equals zero. You don't owe anything, you don't get anything. After privatization, all of a sudden, uh, a lot of Army families were being told, you owe us money, you owe us money. Um, 
same thing when they moved to a privatized um, medical system for our, our uh, for uh, the arm the military, where you know all of a sudden, you know when when my dad signed his contract, he was promised uh, free health care for his family and himself provided uh, you know and if he served his twenty you know his twenty years. He got to keep that for life. All of a sudden, it's privatized. It's treated like insurance policy, and they're having to pay co-pays and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And uh, Joey, I, I don't know if it's changed, but when I lived in Bristol, Virginia, which is, of course, uh, a town split between Tennessee and Virginia, um, Medicaid in Tennessee was done on a lottery system. Um, is, is that still the case? Yeah. Uh. Uh, yes, yes, because, um, you have to be like, uh, uh, have, you know, draw social security check or maybe a, uh, uh, disability check in order to get Medicaid or in some incidents, you know, uh, the, the veterans, they get it, you know, but they don't get as much, but, Mm -hmm. uh. That's why they got little organizations like Operation Stand Down down here to help out veterans and stuff. And uh, uh, it's 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 okay, but I think a whole uh, more people need it, you know, because I see a lot of homeless veterans out there, and it's a lot of them here. I see a whole lot of them here, and they really need it. And I don't think they should try to privatize it. But I, I know in Tennessee, this darn state, they're probably follow right behind uh north carolina with this thing because they try to they try to follow behind everybody especially all the red states anyway they, they try to follow and and i and I'm, i i'll probably be hearing it on the news here soon about that since this happened in north carolina yeah that's something that i really fear coming out of this is that our our passing it will set a precedent that other uh, states that are led by Republican legislatures and governors are are going to follow suit. I mean, Janet, do you, do you think this is something that could ever happen in Missouri? Absolutely. The problem is right now, um, or the saving grace that we have, is we have a Democratic governor. However, and he vetoes fat stuff, and as fast as he vetoes it, they override him because we have too many in the state house and the state senate. So. We've got to get those Republicans out of there, you know. He does veto this stuff, but for the most part, they've overridden him. Yeah, um, it, it, it doesn't matter when, when they have the numbers to do that. And I know here in North Carolina, McCrory, for all of his faults, and this one, I'm telling you, this is a huge one. And I plan on voting for anybody that wins the Democratic nomination against this guy. I don't care if it's Satan and I'm a Christian. So... (laughs) (laughs) No, that's right, man. (laughs) But um, (laughs) he he actually vetoed the religious protection bill that was passed in North Carolina shortly after the Supreme Court ruling on marriage equality. Um, And our, our legislature went right behind him and overrided the veto. So... At least on that one point, he got it right. But when when you have a legislature that's that deeply read because of gerrymandering, this stuff can happen. It's real. Medicaid can be privatized. Uh, people can be given carte blanche to deny services to to get to uh, homosexuals to 
to to lesbians, to African Americans, to people of different religions, just because they are different. And that's what we're looking at. That's the battle that we're facing, Adam. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, privatization never works. It never works. It creates incentive to, to you know, to uh, you know, inflate prices, to cheat, to steal. You know, you want to look at the story of privatization. All we need to look at is uh, the camps in Iraq where soldiers were being fed uh, rotten food and tainted water and getting electrocuted while taking a fucking shower. Yeah. Because because Dick Cheney gave his uh, buddies at uh, Kellogg Brown and Root sweet contracts. Yeah, it's. And, Go and ahead, another Jenna. thing too, how this is related. Sorry about that. Um, you think about the schools. A lot of schools get reimbursement for speech therapy, OT therapy. A lot of that comes from Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So the schools have been privatized. You know, you know they're saying they're not, but for the most part, that's what's happening right now. So this is going to spill right on over into the schools. So that means kids aren't going to get Medicaid services in school, but they'll make the schools pay for them. You watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and even after they gutted our education budget, it thankfully was not gutted as far as it could have been thanks to the efforts of uh, individuals like Senator Jeff Jackson, who we've talked about on this program before, um, who fought very, very hard to at least get a little bit of give on that. But but at the end of the day, McCrory said he got 90% of what he wanted, d- despite how much we fought. So I, I think that this is really a call for us to come out. And that's 90% too much. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely 90%. Because I, I say it all the time, if you give a guy an inch, he thinks he's a ruler. <laughs> This is very, very true. Yeah. Yet another word, wi- words. Yet other words, wisdom. My grandmother imparted onto me, include as well as uh, your rights and where someone else's nose began. And my personal favorite: uh, if the jackboots fit, go goose step in them. Yes, indeed. But, and yeah. another thing that this this act is doing that really bothers me is it's further eroding unions because um, the, what they're going to do is that each division that takes over this, they're going to be um, exempt from the State Personnel Act, meaning they have to work at will and without protections of state personnel law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Medicaid offices. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. They're, they're doing everything that they possibly can since they have gerrymandered the state to death. And it's, 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 it's hilarious to me that, you know, I, I've just looked at the raw numbers. North Carolina actually has more registered Democrats than Republicans, and it's not by a small margin either. But because of that vocal part of the Republican Party, they've managed to win this war. They've managed to change these elections to fit in their favor. And it, it's time that we get out there and we do something about it because it's not just North Carolina. It, this is happening in Tennessee, uh, a state that has cities like Nashville and Memphis that are are liberal cities. They're big cities. Yep. Yeah, but the thing is, you've got the Democrats are getting more votes, but we're losing the seats because we're all all the little, the blue areas are you know every you know they've gerrymandered it to the point where. 
you know, they come down and they pick up this house and they come back over and put us all in one little area. Mm-hmm. And then um, the rest of the state is Republican. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of that, and I, I think that this is an appropriate uh, time to transition, uh, j- just to show you the vitriol and the hate that goes on behind the scenes to make these districts favor Republicans. There is a woman that Janet is going to tell you all about who was caught on tape. Unfortunately, the audio, I couldn't get it clear enough to, to put on the air. Uh, we can get you all the link and, and we'll have it in the post note, post uh, show notes. But uh, uh, Janet, tell us about Representative Janet Adkins from Florida. Oh, I was so mad when I saw this. I mean, I know they do it. But she said that she was caught by um, Politico, all right? They had a tape in there, and they taped her. And, of course, it was done serendipitous so that, you know, I mean, so the tape wasn't that good. But you could still hear her in her own voice. They want to get rid of Corrine Brown. And um, what they want to do is redistrict it to include as many prisons as possible because anybody in a prison can't, aren't allowed to vote. So she said that the fact that so many minorities are in prison that where they're listed on the census but they're not allowed to vote is a perfect storm to beating that Democrat out of her district. Yeah. So... James Parker, the author of GOP or Caught on Tape for Addicting Information, went on to say he didn't know which was, it was hard to tell which is the most sickening uh, implication of those remarks. The fact that Republicans are gleefully using voting disenfranchisement of prisoners to manipulate elections, or the fact that they can do so because Americans' prison populations are overwhelmingly comprised of minorities that the Republicans know wouldn't vote for them if they could. So Politico released that tape, and when they caught up with her, she refused to answer the questions that they posed to her. She just kept walking away. Of course. You know, I mean, if you can't win fair and square, cheat. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what they do. That's the first thing a Republican does whenever they take over a state. Their first act isn't to try and fix the state's problems. Of course it isn't. We saw this in Wisconsin where the first thing Scott Walker did was he went after the unions. He went after anything he perceived as a threat to one-party rule. The ultimate goal of the Republican Party is one-party rule at the local, state, and federal level. Yeah. It's 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 terrible. And, and, and Joey, I, I want to to hear what you think about this. I mean, taking advantage of the fact that minorities comprise the vast majority of prison populations and redistricting based off of their placement in the census. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Hmm. This is, ah, man, I'm speechless. (laughs) I'm real speechless about this, but the governor that we have, uh, I need to read more of him about him. About the only thing that he tried to do was was to abolish the uh, Volkswagen plant that was going to build down. And I think that was Chattanooga or mm. somewhere around in there, but that 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 didn't fly. And in this town, it was a couple of 
a couple of them people wanted to build uh you know the 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 main jail the main jail system downtown they wanted to put it put it directly in the middle of a black historic neighborhood you know like around fish university and uh tsu and uh they had to stop that they tried to take a lady's land that uh that's been in her family for a hundred years this black lady and uh we abolished that and i congratulate them for doing that so we work in here we trying to do something you know but it's you know we uh tennessee used to be a blue state it used to be a blue state but i don't know why how and it, it, and it became a red state so quick it made my head spin but to tell the truth i really really didn't get into politics until uh, I, I I knew about politics, but I really didn't start getting into politics until after Barack Obama became president, because I was seeing the way this man was being disrespected, his family disrespected on a personal level mm-hmm. instead of a policy level, and I said I gotta do something, you know, because you know what we're saying is here in the black community that Barack Obama has the Jackie Robinson syndrome. You know how they treated him when he first went to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. He got treated like yeah. shit. You know, yeah. so and they trying right now they best not to, for us to get another black president, but it's not going to fly. We're going to mm-hmm. have another maybe not in our it, lifetime, but we're going to have another black it, president. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that this thing in Florida, there's a simple fix, and that is for legislation saying that if you can't vote, you're not count. You know, you're still part of the population, but you're not considered with regards to redistricting because that would def- basically neuter this attempt. You know, if you can't vote, I mean, you're still, rep- you know, you're still entitled to representation, but why should you, you know, we take away that tool from people like this, you know, prick. Uh, in Florida, you know, I, I you know, yeah. just say, you know, like I said, that you know, if you can't vote when it comes to redistricting, you're not counted. You yeah. know, that's not to say that's not to say take away anyone's rights. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, you know, I'm just saying that we need to, you know, because that would, you know, if this lady is successful in this, I don't know. Is there any any indication about if this is panned out, if if it's going to happen? Um, I, I don't think we've gotten an indication on that unless Janet has. If if this happens and it's and it and it's allowed to go through, it's gonna set a precedent. You're gonna see Texas and all these red states try the exact same shit. We yep. need we need to put the kibosh on this now. We need to kick this lady's ass so hard, the next person who tries this stunt is going to feel and be walking awkwardly for months. <laughs> well, this just came out um, the 23rd. They caught her on the 23rd, so um, it, it hasn't had a chance. It's just now go- getting around um, on the media, so to speak. Yeah. Another way to fix it would be to just say from now on, that, you know, state legislate, you know, cut state legislators out of the redistricting process altogether. Mm-hmm. Say all all current districts are considered invalid. They're all going to be we, be redrawn by a panel of retired judges from both parties. Yeah. And I that's certainly what I think would be the best for everybody involved, the best for any state, because, I mean, it it's it's no secret that there are blue states where there 
is gerrymandering and that there are districts made purposefully to favor Democratic candidates. Uh, we we don't do it quite to this point. We, we don't use um, minority imprisonment rates as a means to skew the vote. But gerrymandering on any side of the aisle is, is wrong, and it, it really needs to be abolished. There needs to be a independent group that sets up the districts, uh, that gets rid of this. This this process is archaic. It's wrong. It's a slap in the face of democracy. But before we go to break real quick and get macaroni on, there was something that Joey said that really resounded with me. And, um, you know, I, 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 I hate to, to ask you uh, about this, but I, I don't know who else to ask. Um, you mentioned that they wanted to put that prison in a historic black community, and thankfully it was defeated. But yes. what message does that send to young black men when they see in their backyard a prison that they know that just because of the color of their skin, they're more likely to be in? Yeah, because if they would have built that thing, that it would have been... It would have been chaotic, you know what I'm saying? But Nashville is a historic town. It's a major, it's a small town, but it's a major city. And people from all over the world come to this town. And uh, a whole lot of businesses will lose money. This, this town is all about money. Uh, on account of something like that happened because the cops is, is, you know, they, they profile it. They, they're going to automatically profile. Mm-hmm. It's already, you know, they already have uh, precincts all over Nashville, but the place they was going to put this Hello? precinct, the place yes, they, they was going to put this precinct, Hello? Uh, it was another, hello, y'all still there? Can you hear us, Janet? Hello? I, I think Janet dropped out of the call. We'll get her, we'll get her back. Go ahead, Joey. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, the, 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 precinct they was going to put because it was the main jail from downtown it's not even a quarter mile up the street they already have a precinct there mm. you know just a quarter mile up the street you know i lived in that neighborhood i just moved from that neighborhood and uh and it, it would have been chaotic man it would have been chaotic and i'm and i'm so glad that everyone stepped up and said no hell no you're not gonna put that right here yeah Better find another place to put it. We would keep fighting to keep keep that place from being built right here. And I'm glad that the fight is alive and that it's continuing to go. And yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all we can do is fight. And and I I think you know it it's hard, but eventually, this war has to be won by somebody. And that's why I'm, that's why I want to. That's why I want you know. I, I want to, you know, I like to be, you know, uh, you know, talk to y'all guys and be on the shows and stuff, cause I want to do my part too. You know, I even, I will even go out there and march. You know, I even go to jail to stand up for my right. You know, like I said before, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Mm-hmm. I am not gonna live on my knees. It's hard enough for me in this country already. I love this country, but it's hard for me. And you got uh, evil people that's running this country and is running it in the ground and and i want to fight not violently you know but i just want to fight with y'all guys 
Well, that's what I consider with this show because my son said, Mom, you retired. Why are you doing that? And I said, this is my way of fighting mm-hmm. and getting the word out. So I kind of think that's what we are doing with the show. So I agree with you. Absolutely. Yes. And yes. We, we are so thankful to have your voice. And I, I, I hope that you'll come on here a whole lot more in the future. Um, I, yeah, I'm glad too because today, today, you know, earlier, you know, Janet had uh, she 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 hit me up on Facebook and and I was like, oh man, because I had to do something with with another friend of mine, mm-hmm. but he canceled it. So I just said, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit Janet up and say, I'm gonna go on on this, go on this show. There you go. I'm going on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not doing nothing else. I'm gonna go on this show and put my word out and talk to y'all, nice nice people, man. Y'all real nice, man, and y'all show me respect, you know, and I love y'all for that. Uh, we love we you, love too, you too. All uh, right. Well, we are... Shucks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Adam, shoot, I told you, man, I'm, I'm going to be your Padawan, man. <laughs> I'm going to be your new Padawan, bro. <laughs> 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 All right. So, real yeah, quick, I'm we. I'm learning a lot doing this. You know, I'm learning because, you know, I wasn't really a. I ain't never been a talkative person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel comfortable around you guys and feel comfortable talking with you guys. Hey, and, you. you... Know, I'm still kind of nervous, but, you know, I'm hanging <laughs> in there. You were doing. There. You were doing a fantastic job, Joey. Um, so what we're going to do real quick here is we're going to run to break. We ran a little bit over and get Macaroni Bradford on the line for Southern Hospitality. So, yeah. So go ahead and stick in there with us. And as we go out, you are going to get to hear War on Women, one of his, uh, original songs. So we will be right back. One of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be right back here on Southern Progressive Revival. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Yeah. Macaroni. D.O.P. Fool, my mama's a woman. So you know what side I'm on. In the war on You think she can't make her own choice? Can't use her own voice. It's time we treat every woman like a Rolls Royce. This is a revolutionary woman throwback. Any blowback can get the Bozak. Where the hoes at? What you mean the hoes at? Put that on my mama, homie, you gon' see some blowback On my wife and my sister, and you know that Aunties, nieces, cousins think I wasn't, I don't hold back I won't let it go, rest in peace to Betty Jo Women make the world go round, I'm here to let you know Throw your hands up, everybody stand up For the women in your life, you better man up Better man up, look out for the vultures Get the disrespect of women out our culture You better man up, look out for the vultures Get the disrespect of women out our culture Revolutionary women stand up If you get down for the cause, throw your hands up If you get down for the cause, come to man up Cause there is a war on women, a war on women Revolutionary women stand up If you get down for the cause, throw your hands up If you get down for the cause, time to man up Cause there is a war on women, a war on women 
revolutionary men Where have you been? Woman is your next of kin She is your friend How come you don't have her back until the end? You would rather wage war on women You would rather wage war on her voice But brother, if it's her body, it's her choice Brother, if it's her body, it's her decision Because she living her life with her vision When it come to her body, she know best That's why she got a right to choose and no less She working every day, do the same job, less pay Baby daddy got her pregnant, he left the next day He left the next day and he never looked back She used to dream too, but the brother took that But she stayed strong, she made it through the drama I fight the war on women, because that was my mom Revolutionary women stand up If you get down for the cause, throw your hands up If you get down for the cause, come the man up Cause there is a war on women, a war on women Revolutionary women stand up If you get down for the cause, throw your hands up If you get down for the cause, come the man up Cause there is a war on women, a war on women Hi, this is Kenny Pick from Turn Up the Night, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly. Bookmark IndieMediaWeekly.com, and be sure to check out our schedule of fine live programming, as well as podcasts and music shows. And please make Indie Media Weekly one of your favorites on TuneIn. Indie Media Weekly, for those who dare. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know... Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Southern Progressive Revival. Uh, Joining us as always are Adam Hebert out of Enterprise, Alabama. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Uh, Joey Word, got it right this time, from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome back, sir. Hello, hello. And Janet Lee from Lake of the Ozarks area, Missouri. Hi, everybody. All right, and without any further ado, I am... So, so happy to have Macaroni on this program tonight. So we are going to play our jingle for Southern Hospitality and hear from our man on the inside. So one second while I get that queued up, and we will be ready to go. Southern Hospitality. It is my privilege to extend to you a laurel and hearty handshake. Whatever you take an ocean to, I don't aim to put you out in the No, that's mighty neighborly. Bless your heart. Macaroni, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Hey, Mac. Never heard of Janet. Hey, Adam. I never heard of you. What's up, Mac? (laughs) What up, Mac? What's up, brother? What's up? Is this Joseph, huh? Yes, sir. All right, all right. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. It's an honor to talk to you again, brother. All right, all right. It's nice to talk to you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor. Yeah, I was, I, I was so thrilled when you agreed to do the show. 
uh, I mean, I, I, I'll be the first one to admit that for the most part, I, I don't particularly enjoy hip hop, but your message, uh, everything that you do with your music is just incredible. Um, and, and it's flooring and what you provide is just so far and beyond anything that any commercial artist, um, I I've ever heard do. Uh, so, so thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you very much. And you know, like I, I'm actually, I'm coming after you. I'm looking for people just like you who don't listen to this kind of music. And then I'm looking for everybody who does. And hopefully I can, you know, bridge a gap between a couple people here and, and we can all realize that we got much more in common than we think. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course you are a resident of uh, the state of California, I believe. Yes, sir. Southern California. Very nice. Very nice. So you were calling in from a far, far away away from the from the land of the south, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, having you on tonight, and uh, I I do want to get to your music and what you do, but um, I, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind telling everybody a little bit about yourself. I, I know that you're you're a father like myself, so yes, I am a father. I'm a husband. I am a rap activist. I do. Um, I do well. I've been a, I've been into politics for a while now. Um, I heard you guys talking earlier. I've been listening for a while. I, I don't know who was that mentioned. They go back to the Keith Oberman days, but that's when I um on a countdown with Keith Oberman. I really got into politics, and and since that moment, you know, I'm one of the. Uh, I guess we could thank George Bush because I'm one of the uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what I'm what George Bush produced, and uh, I, I I just kind of got got into politics then um I, I decided you know to use my music as a way to kind of you know speak my mind that was my way you know since i did the music that was my way to to voice my opinion on what was going on in the world and so i just started doing that and and you know just started doing it more and more and more and and you know i try to use um topics that are important to people and that that reflect my community and other communities uh, i make songs that i that i hope my mom and my wife and my kids and everybody would be proud of and um you know like i was saying earlier uh, just a few minutes ago that i try to bridge gaps between people who who don't realize that that we're all in this fight together my fight is your fight your fight is my fight and that's one of the things that we like to go by over here with dop and with myself that is awesome, man. And I, I am so happy that you were in the fight and that there actually was one good thing that came out of the Bush administration. So, <laughs> well, You know what? There's That's actually the a one whole... good thing. <laughs> there, there, there's more people like me. I think I think George Bush pissed off enough people that uh, people started, you know, standing up and, and letting their voices be heard. And I think I'm just one of those people. Uh, but thank you. I really appreciate all the kind words. So Francie uh, says Dubba got her Dubba I got her off the couch too. <laughs> yeah, George Bush was he was good for that. He sure got a lot of people who were who were maybe um I don't want to say sleeping, but maybe just weren't speaking out as much as they are now. He sure he sure got us up. I know that much. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean and, and with this field of candidates coming up, I mean a lot of these guys are looking even more conservative than W. Um I know that has to have you riled up, so it does. It does. I haven't done a Donald Trump song yet because I'm trying to hold out and not bow down to that level of um, I don't want to get in the mud with him. But, um, yeah, you're right. There's a whole bunch of conservative candidates, not just him, but the people that follow him and the people that feel like they have to, to live up to the low standards that he set out there. So I, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about Ted Cruz. I'm worried about the whole bunch. 
Oh yeah, Ted Ted Cruz in particular. I, I don't know what it is about the guy. Just every single time I hear him speak, it just makes my skin crawl. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Oh, um, no. But but yeah, I, uh, I I didn't want to completely monopolize the interview. I know that Janet, uh, we, we had talked. Janet is a huge huge fan of yours, so I, I wanted to give her a chance to jump in on the conversation. I'm a huge fan of Janet, by the way. Oh yeah, we all oh, are. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Mac. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, I was so impressed because I was one of those people that never listened to hip hop either. And but when you pl- you did your Liz Women song and. Um, I love that fuck you song too, by the way. But (laughs) (laughs) I I was so impressed with that. Actually, though, I had some, my kids were coming up the steps and I was like sitting in the chair going, fuck you, fuck you. And they're like, what are you listening to? (laughs) But they had heard of you. That's the kicker. So, yeah, and I was sitting there going, hey, this guy is great. And they're like, oh my God. But <laughs> I, I was so impressed when you were at Netroots that you went ahead and you were marching in, in Detroit. Isn't that, you know, for the water causes? Yes. Isn't that where yeah. you hooked up with Liz Winstead and joined Lady Parts Justice? Yeah, that is. That's where, that's where we met and that's where we, um, where we started, you know, talking and discussing um, the song. She actually heard my song from... Um, I guess I don't. Know, I guess Netroots Radio was up there, and they and they were playing. Um, I had actually done a mixtape, you know, just for the event. Like every time we go somewhere like that, we try to do some something special and something that's you know, you know, particular to that event. And and so that was one of the songs on there, and she heard it, and um, she came um, looking for me, and that's when I, uh, Kenny Pick and I got a chance to sit down with her, and we did a little interview, and then um, and they promoted the song and 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 all that. So yeah, and. The, the experience of Detroit, I mean, uh, probably two or three songs have spawned off of that 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 um, experience that I had in Detroit. I mean, it, w- it was definitely a great learning experience. It was definitely a, mo- a motivating thing in my life. And, um, you know, just to, just to I always say when I start talking about Detroit, I get I get a little emotional because those people have been through so much yet. Yet they they fight. They continue to fight and they got such good spirits and good hearts. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like. An honorary member of of, of Detroit. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, and I'm really am into women and the women's movement. Always have, um, yep. and I've always said that I wear tomatoes well, <laughs> and <laughs> that's what they used to throw. <laughs> now I think it's more like rocks. But <laughs> yeah, some places, unfortunately, it is. <laughs> uh, it's gotten pretty bad. Yeah, but you're tell me about. I know I've heard this before, but for those that haven't, how you became such a strong feminist? Um, well, one of the main reasons um, and how that all came about for me is that um, I was raised by my mom. I was raised by my grandmother. They basically, um, I was a handful, so it, it took it took two women, but <laughs> but um, I had two strong, beautifully strong, smart, intelligent, um, hardworking women who um who raised me and then i have a bunch of aunts that lived in the house as well and so i had this influence growing up where um you know 
for me, it seems weird when I when I hear people talk, you know, negatively negatively about women or you know talk down to women and things like that because I could never see that that never happened in the house where I was raised. The 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 women ran the house and and you know what most households I'm sure they do too. So I don't know where this whole attitude against women come from, but um, you know I, I was raised yeah. by two two strong women and and I learned everything I know and and I mean I'm not gonna say there was no men in my life, but I don't know my dad, so I mean, my mom and my grandma—they were—they were mother and father to me, and I know that's like that for a lot of people coming up. Um, so that's how it was for me, and um, you know, I—I I know a lot of great women in my life. I—I I respect women, and um, and it just comes from, I guess, being around them and learning from them and seeing the ups and downs that they had to go through and how they persevered and and continued fighting through through all the madness. Um, I. I, to me, you know, when it comes to like a woman's right to choose, I can't see how any man in his right mind thinks that he has some say in what a woman, you know, it's a woman's body and it's her choice and it's her decision. And so I, I've just always been raised that way and I, I don't know anything else. So when I hear all this other stuff, it just sounds foreign and crazy to me. <laughs> well, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I can't, even, number one, I can't believe we're fighting this shit still. I just can't. Right. You know, we've gone through this before. Mm -hmm. And, but, all right, think of it as a man. I mean, you don't want the woman that you love having to go in a back alley because that's where they're going to go because they are going to go. They're going to find right. a place. The rich women are going to be able to fly somewhere and take care of it. Exactly. The women that I know from school and before the pill and stuff, they, they were taking care of stuff, you know? <laughs> And some people got really sick. Some women never were able to have kids. And I know somebody that died. Is uh -huh. that really what we want? Is that what men want for the women? I mean, I don't... I, this just amazes me. You know, you know that they... I'm sometimes sorry, I, I wonder. No, I was just going to say, sometimes I wonder. I think that is what some men want. I mean, obviously, like you had said, that there's going to be a certain amount of women who have money, who are well off, that can go to if they have to fly to another country or if they even have, you know, a doctor that can do it. And then there's there's the regular women out here in the world. And and like you said, do we want them to go in the back alley? And, and, and it's just, you know, a lot of people say, like, they don't, it, it's, it's all about, um, you know, it's all about pro-life or whatever they want to call it until the baby's born. And so I think women have to, to make decisions on, on their own and decide what's best for, for them for their future, you know, whether or not they can take care of a child or not, whether or not they, you know, I mean, there's health reasons. I mean, honestly, some, I, when I, I can't remember who it was that said, you know, like they're, they're, um, they're against abortion, even if a woman's life is, is at stake. And I, to me, that just sounds crazy. Yeah. What a, a woman. Yeah, who, a lot of them. A yeah. lot of them are saying that. Like Francie in the chat saying women are broodmares. And my grandmother used to say that. Men think of us as brood mares because I kept saying, well, this isn't fair. Life me, isn't fair. It reminds <laughs> me of what Randy Rhodes used to say, love the fetus, hate the child, 21 yep. after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, it's crazy. And another thing, too, I, don't, I know this is probably kind of sound weird, but do you think they're trying to make it? All right, women... You know, we make up the majority of the country. Do you think they're trying to force white women to have babies? I mean, is this crazy on me? No, I think some of you them know, are, yeah. 
I think some of them are, are I don't know if they're scared of, of, of black people taking over the country, but I know for sure they're scared of brown people taking over the country. And so I, I, I've heard plenty of times on plenty of, um, you know, just looking through the Internet and on, on some of those conservative shows where, yeah, they are. I, I think they they feel that um, that the tide is shifting when it comes to um, the population of, of brown people in America and rather than... Um, embrace the melting pot that is the United States of America, they they feel like they need to increase their numbers. So yeah, I, I mean, I've heard stuff like that and I believe that people actually walk around here thinking things like that. And even in the state of California, not all California is liberal. Trust me, there's some of that out here too. Huh. See, I, I just kind of wondered maybe if it was me. And the reason I started thinking that was when Romney gave a speech at some place, probably some Mormon school, he said, go yeah. forth and produce. Yep. And I looked at him and I thought, what? Produce? What? What are you? <laughs> and I thought, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't think like that. And then I thought, Lee, you're crazy. You're just crazy. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not crazy. They're crazy, and and it's just hard to believe that that people have that state of mind. But I think so. I think that's what it is. I think that's why we hear a lot of the crazy stuff that we hear is because, um, you know, it's like the last. I guess they feel like it's the last straw. It's the last chance to hang on. So I've heard that they don't want they don't want uh, interracial marriages because they don't want mixing up of the of the of the white man's blood. I'm I've heard that. Hmm. All right. You guys I mean, have a, I, I don't want to monopolize either, but you guys jump in. Well, I, <laughs> I was curious because I, I heard macaroni that like myself, you're a big Bernie fan. I am. I am. I, I don't know if I'm one of the only brothers out here, but I am though. <laughs> I, I, is, uh, to hey, Mac, I am. I'm, I'm to the hard Bernie man. I love the uh, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. But when I try I to get it Bernie across man. to I try to get it across to people in my family. They're actually starting to come around a little bit. But I remember having these conversations. I'm like, well, you guys just don't know Bernie, man. Once you get once you get to hear Bernie and once you get to hear what he's talking about, what he's talking about is the same stuff that we all been talking about for a long time. And I've told this to my aunts and uncles and everything. And, um, you know, I, I don't really have I'm not like all anti Hillary or anything like that. I just prefer Bernie. And um, and so, you know, we've had some mild, mild discussions about it. And um, yeah, I'm a I'm a Bernie supporter. I, I from when I first ever heard of Bernie Sanders was on Tom Hartman, uh, brunch with Bernie, and ever since then I was like, man, this guy is something. So when I heard he was running for president, I was I was pretty excited about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the reason I I, I brought it up specifically because I thought that it related to Janet's conversation. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch his speech in Q and A at Liber Liberty University yet or not. A little bit. I've heard. I've heard a little bit of it, but I didn't get to like check out the whole thing. But I've seen some of the clips and heard them on some of the different shows that I listened to. And um, I liked yeah. what I. I liked what I heard though. Oh yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, he was literally the the proverbial uh, Daniel in the lions den there. But um, mm -hmm. during during the Q and A, one of them asked how he could say that he loved life and could be pro choice. And, and something that he said that I thought was really profound was that we should have the decency and respect as a nation to respect the difficult decision that women have to make in that, such, in that place. And, and I thought that that was really 
Um, I mean, not only true, I mean, he, he didn't spend his time pandering to that audience. Um, but, but it was a, it was a fair answer. And I, I think that it's an answer that, uh, should make sense to a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. It's almost as if they, they act like a woman wants to have an abortion, like a woman wants to go through this procedure, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know women who've went through the procedure. None of them went, it, went into the procedure all excited about it. None of them came out excited about, excited about it. It's a pretty traumatic experience, if you ask me. And I can't imagine a single person that goes in there without considering uh, all the different options and, um, you know, just really taking it hard it's, it's not something easy to go through and the fact that they act like oh it's just a uh you know a decision that they just make in the wind and 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 you know it's no big deal is is, is crazy um there's a lot of stuff that goes into making that decision a ton of stuff that me as a man i can only i can only imagine i have no idea you know what i mean and and uh, people who 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 you know just think they just willy-nilly go and make that decision are crazy to me Absolutely. Well, I I hate to do this, but we are going to run to a break real quick. Uh, We are going to play your song, Freedom Ain't Free. And I am going to let Joey Word uh, loose, because I know he has a lot to say. So (laughs) we're going to go ahead and uh, head to break real quick. We will be right back here on Southern Progressive Revival with Macaroni. Stay tuned. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indy Media Weekly Radio. Commercials confusing the message People say what is this But politics is business Poor and middle class are on the bottom of the shit list Rich get a wish list Poor don't get no Christmas Middle class is dismissed I guess you must have missed this Guess you must have tuned out Now it's time to tune in If you don't pay attention Won't know what they be doing How much shit they ruin Riches they pursuing They think it's a shoe-in But who they think they fooling We can see you drooling Greedy like no other No longer undercover Here come the coke Everybody watch out, our time is about to clock out They won't go the distance cause they looking for the knockout Freedom ain't never been free Freedom ain't never been free Where's democracy? Freedom ain't never been free Freedom ain't never been free Hypocrisy Freedom ain't never been free Freedom ain't never been free Democracy Freedom ain't never been free Freedom ain't never been free It's R.I.P. As a result of the disastrous Citizens United Supreme Court decision, billionaires and large corporations can now spend an unlimited amount of money to influence the political process. The results of that decision are clear. In the coming months and years, the Koch brothers and other extraordinarily wealthy families will spend billions of dollars to elect right-wing candidates to the Senate, the House, governor's mansions, and the presidency of the United States. These billionaires already own much of our economy. That, a 
apparently is not enough. Now they want to own the United States government as well. And that's in the words of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Declare your independence and reject corporate media. This is Indie Media Weekly, your number one source for independent media. You're listening to Southern Progressive Revival. And we know Democrats support the working men and women of this country, so we understand hard work. So let's talk a little bit about ideas and how we reclaim ideas that we know win in red states. Southern Progressive Revival at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the last portion of Southern Progressive Revival here live on Indie Media Weekly. Uh, joining you, as always, are our uh, esteemed co-hosts, Janet Lee from Lake of the Ozarks area, Missouri. Hi, everybody. Adam Hebert from Enterprise, Alabama. Hello. And our very special guest host, Joey Word from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, guys. All right. So cool you can, in fact, keep a sight of meeting him for a month. <laughs> <laughs> How very true. And, of course, it, it would it would be, it, it goes without saying that macaroni... <laughs> Our guest here for Southern Hospitality is an What's that? <laughs> Kids running wild. <laughs> Liam's on the prowl, folks. Careful. <laughs> that's, that's how you know I'm here. Those, there those you are go. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's because my granddaughter's not here. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, my kid just started crawling, so uh, I, I am looking forward to that. But um, yes, Macaroni, thank you so much for being here. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate being on here with all you guys, man. I, I've been listening to you. It's a good show, and I'm just happy that I, I got the opportunity to be a part of it. Let me just say one thing. I was invited a while ago, so I've been waiting for this. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yes, thank you so much, and we're, we're glad that you, that you listened and that you like it, and we are going to continue to try to bring the best that we can. Um, but before I let Joey loose, I know that Joey is also a huge fan of yours. Um I know that there is a story behind the Freedom Ain't Free song, uh, and that you actually won a contest. I did. I, I This is another uh, uh, Netroots Nation story, uh, this time from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, there was uh, the Democracy for All um, group. They're, uh, they have an amendment about reversing laws like Citizens United, and um, they were trying to you know get the word out, build up some momentum, especially coming up with this election season coming up. To um, you know, bring attention to laws like Citizens United and money and politics, and so um, I ran into this guy. His name was uh, Rio, and he uh, he um, he was telling us, you know, they're having this contest, and and we should get in it. And he told me a couple times, and I'm like, man, I never win contests. And he's like, no, you should really try it. And I'm like, man, but I never really ever win contests. And so um, <laughs> I I finally said, okay, you know what? Uh, I use a song that we actually already had the song. It comes off of my album, Propaganda 3, and it's called um, Freedom Ain't Free. 
And it's um, actually featuring a, a, a quote from Bernie Sanders from his op-ed that he wrote, I don't know, I guess about a year ago or so, in regards to Citizens United. And so we kind of just got together, me and the group, and put together a video. Um, we made that song and actually won this week's winner in the contest. And now we are up for um, best song and I guess the main overall best video um in the contest, uh, the two categories that we're up for now. And so I guess we'll be hearing back about that in like a month or two or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah. So I actually won a contest. First time ever. <laughs> so tell us, so tell everybody how they can support you. Like they have to vote, right? Yeah. Well, actually it's, um, it's weird. Cause it's one of those contests where you don't actually vote, but they do consider, views right so they're going by there's judges and they're going by um creativity is part of is one of the factors in the in the vote and they're judging i guess um they're going by creativity they're going by originality they're going by um i guess um you know that like the how you incorporate the uh the amendment into your video and then they're also including views so the more views the better um, and so you don't actually vote, but if you share it, um, and you watch it and that all that together helps me and, um, and helps the group and it helps us to hopefully make a little money so that we can continue to go to events like Netroots Nation and some other events that we've been trying to go to for a while. Um, and, and just spread the word and, and spread the progressive, uh, the progressive message like we've been trying to do all this time. Absolutely. Well, I will keep sharing then on the, the three or four pages that I can do that on. Yep. Awesome. And we will, we will definitely get it up on the Southern progressive revival page on our, our Facebook. So that that's all so of, awesome. So all of our followers can uh, see and listen. And I might, I say it was an awesome video. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, I, I, I really love, I love doing, making my music. And then when I can incorporate, you know, such topics like, you know, overturning citizens United, I mean, that it's just a win-win for me. And so anytime anybody likes it, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. That's awesome, man. And th this is, this is of course going to be my favorite part of the interview. Joey came on last week for the very first time as our Southern hospitality guest. Um, he, so he was sitting in your seat last time. Um, he said that if we ever needed him to co-host, that he would co-host. So one week later, he has gone from guest to co-host. and Right on. <laughs> and I'm going to let him loose. So, Joey, I know you're a huge fan. Go wild. Yeah, y'all have to bear with me because this is my first time trying to interview someone. But, you know, Mac, man, you, like I said the last time we talked, you the truth and I love your music. And your music is, I'm going to say, is real hip-hop, but with a political twist. And I'm also a big advocate of women's rights, but I'm also an advocate of men's rights, especially when it comes to, to this child support system, this railroad and a whole, whole lot of men. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think about that? Well, it's funny you bring that up. I wasn't even expecting that question, but um, I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I I can actually, I, I have a, I have a friend. Um, he's actually a member of the group, and um, he's going through a, a situation right now. And um, you know, sometimes I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I'm like you too. I, I I'm all about women's rights. I'm all about you know fair treatment to women. But I I do agree with you on that. That um, sometimes. You know, people are people, man, and, and, yes, and greed yes. and manipulation and all that comes. It 
It comes in all shapes, sizes, colors, and sexes. Um, yeah. And I actually have a friend right now who, um, and he, I'm sure he won't mind me telling this story because we're actually planning on bringing this story to light. So, I, um, but he, he, um, his son, and I'll call it his son, although I guess maybe four, three or four years ago, he found out that it actually wasn't his son by a paternity test. And um, he's been taking care of him for, you know, he's probably like eight or nine years old. And um, he's been taking care of him basically the whole life. He's the only father that he knows. He, he still continues to drive from where I live down to San Diego. I mean, from San Diego up to where I live, which is, you know, we're talking about an hour and a half drive. Um, every weekend to pick up his son and take care of his son and um, and it seems like the mom that she's only in it to you know to try to to try to get that child support money and and it's a really messed up situation so I actually firsthand you know get to see uh, my friend go through all this and this, the the upsetting part about it is is that you know he's a good father he's trying to take care of his business and everything and and come to find out that you know that he's really they're really supposed to be somebody else that should be paying the child support but yes he, that's messed, pretty he, messed up yeah but i mean he handles it but out here i guess they have a law where after a certain amount of time um there's nothing they can do and 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 you know it just is what it is he's but went to court to try to get show, it mm-hmm. but that goes to show that that's a good hearted guy and it's a whole lot of guys out there like that right but, you know you got some women that try to destroy guys like that like, for instance, I know a friend that got six months for not paying child support, and he was there with a guy that got arrested at his mother's funeral of, because of child support. And that's what really made me, you know, do a lot of research. And, uh-huh. and the way the system is rigged on account of that, they take a guy's driver's license and everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and it, I think it needs to be changed. Yeah, I think they definitely need to look into it. I don't have any children, but I've seen, you know, guys, friends of mine in the early 30s losing hair, uh, gray hair, you know, stressed out, you know, working two jobs and get a paycheck for like $20 at the end of the week. All kind of child support (laughs) been taken out of their checks. You know, they only have enough money to even function, you know. And I, I, that's the, you know, that's what I wanted to, you know, talk to you about, you know, and see what was your perspective on that and what was your opinion about it? No, I mean, I just think that as much as, as, as they expect a man to be responsible, uh, you know, a woman should be equally as responsible. And, and like I said, that, that, that kind of behavior, bad behavior, bad parenting and whatnot comes in, um, all shapes, sizes, colors and sexes. And, um, yeah. you know, my friend that I'm talking about now, he, he actually, um, he's in school now and he's doing some other things, but he had a lot, uh, for a long time he was a driver. So he really needed his driver's license and, and, you know, or else that was, that was his, that was his livelihood. And so, you know, he had to go through a whole bunch of court and a whole bunch of ups and downs just to try to keep his license, you yes. know, so that he could yeah. work. And, and that's, that, that was his job and that's how he paid the bills. And that's how, funny enough, how he paid the child support so (laughs) it's by you know being a driver and so um you know i don't know what the answer is because you know on the flip of that there's a whole bunch of guys that don't take care of their business and i i I, yeah that's right that's right you're right about that man 
but yeah, uh, the good fathers sometimes, the good fathers sometimes, and the ones that are attempting to. I mean, a lot of times, you know, maybe it's because of spite or whatever, and they don't want, you know, the the mother may not want the father to see the child or whatever, and and things like that. And I just think that, um, you know, we have to look at at both sides of the story, and we have to be fair. Yeah, um, that's that's what I do. That's what I do myself. That's why I asked you the question. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. That, you caught me off guard with that one, but um, I, you I'm know, sorry. I, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm answer a question as honestly as I possibly can, and and I just thought it was funny you mentioned that because I do have a friend who's going through a similar situation, so I actually am getting to you know talk to him and hear and hear you know his. I mean, I know his story. I've known him since I was you know 13 years old or 14 years old, so I've known him my whole life almost. So yeah. I mean. I, I see it, and you know, the mom of his child. She is the 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 opposite of a good mom. So I mean, it's 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 hard. It, it goes both ways, and I would like to see, you know, both sides investigated. And maybe maybe she needs to come out and pay some child support. I don't know. It just depends yeah. on you know. Every situation is different, and every situation is case by case. Um. So yeah, That's it's right. a it's a legit question right. though. That's right, man. I, I uh, appreciate it. And to the music thing, are you gonna drop any more sounds for us, man? Uh, are you in the making of sound? Uh, making some sounds? I, I actually am. We are currently we're working on. So what we do is we do a lot of of music that we sell through you know the normal channels like the iTunes and the Amazons and the whatnots and through our website. And then we also do um, a lot of like mixtapes that we just like to give away. And on those mixtapes, I'm allowed to. I don't have to worry about the uh, copyright infringement laws. So I can go and and use samples of you know like uh, the original Warren Woman has a James Brown sample on it that I couldn't yeah, use. Yeah, I love that one, man. I love yeah. that one. I heard that one, and I love the one with the. Uh, I heard it on the radio today here on here on Intermediate Weekly. I heard the song where you have sampled Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream." Yeah, I love I that. I fell in love, love with that, man. Oh, I thank you. Love, man, I turned my stereo up so darn high. When I heard, because I was in my house cleaning up, and you know, and I got my laptop hooked up to my surround sound in my house, and I, I heard that song, I was like, "Dang, that's just tight." I said, "Dang, that's Mac." Oh man, he's got to come up. I turned it up, man. I blasted, dude. Oh wow! Well, I, I'd like you. to congratulate you, man, on what you're doing. You know, you you got a you got a you got a real good uh, 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 a true fan right here, man. For now. On. Because man, the first I, time I heard you was on the Stephanie Middles show when she used to play your little like uh, parodies or your little clips, like little little jingles songs. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I was like, "Who is that fella?" You know. And then I, 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 I did more research and stuff on you and listening to you. And then I didn't know you was uh, you was real cool with Kenny Pick and everything. And and you was, you know, you was, you was a guest a couple of times, and I'm in the chat room and stuff. And I'm like, man, I like this guy. This guy's got a great attitude. Well, thank you, know, you. And, thank and, you. And, I, and I've been, you know, been loving you ever since, brother, and your music. So, well, man, I, just keep, I appreciate keep that, man. And you're a good soldier, and you keep fighting, man, because I'm gonna keep fighting with you, brother. Man, I'm going to keep fighting with you, and, and, and I'm going to keep doing music, and, and we will have some stuff coming out soon that will have a lot of those little samples and those little clips from those speeches. And, and so, yeah, we'll be having more coming soon. All right, all right. Well, that's all I had to say, man. <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> this is Thank my you. first no, time interviewing someone, man, so 
Bear with well, I me, see man. you're going to ask the tough questions, and, and, <laughs> and so somebody has to ask the tough questions, man. So, no, I appreciate you. I, I hear you uh, every now and then on, on all the different shows that come through Indie Media Weekly. So I'm, I'm glad you're a part of everything, and, and I think it's cool, man. Keep asking the tough questions, and if it's ever me, I'm going to try to answer them to the best of my ability, and you know how it goes. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man, and I appreciate you. Appreciate you talking to you, man. You're an honor. It's an honor to talk with you. Yeah, Real thank honor. you. It's an honor to talk to you. Uh, trust me, I, I appreciate being here, and I appreciate talking to all you guys, and it just feels good to be wanted on somewhere, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you we do the kind you. of music... When you, well, when you do the kind of music that I do, you know, it, 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 I mean... It's not like it's not like the normal music that comes on your radio station. So, um, you know, and it's not it's not mainstream. So, I, you know, I appreciate people who are who are down in the trenches doing this independent stuff like I do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's better awesome. anyway because because what they the, the rap music out now they call hip hop. You know what I call it? I call it shit hop. It ain't accounting, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I like the you know I like the real hip hop like back in the nineties and the early eighties and the seventies and stuff, but now man that man sounds like a bunch of zombies rapping now, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of mumbling going on and it's a bunch of uh yeah it's a bunch yeah, of crazy talk. Yeah. It's not like it used to be with you know Public Enemy and Chuck D and KRS One yeah. and and. And I mean, there was, you know, what I was telling a friend of mine is that there was even a whole bunch of more women rappers back in the day. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Now every so woman I, rapper I, I has to have a big booty. Queen Latifah, she, she's doing her thing. She was, she was good back in her day with the rapping deal. And she's an actress now. She's doing her thing. But, you know, Salt and Pepper and, you know, uh, it's, it's quite a few, you know, MC that I like back in the days. Yeah, there's yeah, a whole bunch of yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Something happened, um, you know, towards the the mid '90s or whatever, where it came. It started building on to what we have right now. But I would like yeah. to be, you know, I would like to be there and witness it when hip hop gets back. I mean, it's, there's a few, there's a few out there who, um, yeah. you know, there's the Lupe fiascos and there's the Mortal Techniques and there's all uh, those, you uh, know, Dead, dead Press, Dead Press. Yeah. I yeah, love there, Dead Press. Yeah, me too. You know, there's a bunch of there's a, there's there's a handful of those out there, but I mean. The way uh, hip hop music used to be, you know, it used to be protest music. It used to make a statement, you know, it used to yeah. talk about the issues that were going on in the community, and that just at some point that changed. Because I used to love Public Enemy and X Clan. X Clan, it was the bomb. Man. Oh, yeah, X Clan too. Yeah. Yeah, it was the bomb, dude. There you go, right there. I like that too. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed talking to you, brother. I enjoyed talking, Thank you. Man. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. And uh, something I'm I'm just curious about, and and by the way, uh, when when you said earlier in the first half hour that you know you didn't know your father, um, I I didn't know mine either. I, I had a single mom that busted her tail to right. raise me and my little brother. So so then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know my my little brother's uh, father. They they were married for all of um, uh, three months, and when she was pregnant. Um, you know, she was taking a nap in the floor one day and, uh, he, when she woke up, he was just sitting on the couch and she looked up at him and he said, you know, why you were sleeping, I, I considered giving you a homemade abortion. So 
Yeah. Wow. So just the stuff that that wow. my mom has been through, the the respect that that I have from women really grew a, a lot from that. So yeah, I really think that women have to go through is amazing, and the the yeah. things that some of us men have put them through is crazy. And I I I have some stories that I've seen from stepdads and and whatnot. And so yeah, I definitely we got something in common there, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I uh, but yeah, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, something else that I, I wanted to, to talk to you about. And, um, I mean, mind you, I don't listen to a lot of hip hop, but from what I've listened to, um, I, I, I do like Jay-Z, uh, only because of the sound of it, really. I'm not so much into the lyrics, um, like I am with your music, but from what I've what I've noticed from Jay-Z and the few artists that I've listened to there is sort of this prevailing yay capitalism yay money theme and yep. why why do you think that is i don't, you know what i don't know that's what that's part of what i what i was saying to joey too is that you know at some point in the 90s it became more, i mean we used to make songs about being poor and i, I make songs about being poor because you know i'm not that far from being poor i mean i'm closer to poor than i am to anything else so you know where i come from that's how it was and at some point you know it's it's this weird thing going on where um a lot of people rap about about being from the streets yet all they talk about is having money and <laughs> You know, so it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, well, it's because and, when you oh sorry, no, go ahead. When you come from a poor background, all you think about is money. I mean, Randy Rhodes and something similar to that before she uh, left the air. You know, when you're poor, that's all that's on your mind is money. You know, and if you come from that background, that's something that's probably going to stay with you for the entirety of your life. I, I, I well, agree with you, know, you to a certain extent. I think like with rappers, though, it's like you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with dreaming about having money and, and wanting to have money and everything. But there's a difference between like, I don't know, for me and, and the people that I that I like to listen to is like the money is more for buying a house for my family. And what I hear on the radio is about buying like a Rolls Royce and buying, you know, jewelry and 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 and, and all that. So I don't know. Women. But I yeah. Women. And yeah. but don't you think part of it is the corporate thing? Like what corporate media will put out so like your brand, like back in the 70s, we had protest songs, you know, a lot of them. And I love that music. Or what good is but, it for, right? Still like that? Yeah, but I mean, but now it's like, um, yeah, like what good is war, you know? War. But anyway, um, and now with the hip-hop stuff, say like your brand of music, the activist type of music, it's not something that corporate media will promote, where it's like they give the other the other artist kind of a script. If you follow this script, yep. we'll play your music. Exactly. Do you think that might be part of it? Uh, that's part of it, too. And that's why every song on the radio sounds the same. I mean, it's all about how much money you have, um, which girl has the biggest booty, um, how, what kind of jewelry you have, what kind of car you have. And um, yeah, and, and and there is a script. And if you do follow the script, and you have a nice beat, then they'll play your music. And if you dare to, you know, say something that goes against any of that, then you're probably going to be like me. <laughs> so, and you're going to be. <laughs> and so, yeah, I I just don't know. I mean, it's the the Jimmy Iovine mentality. Um, you know, the the hip hop turned into big business, and and I don't 
know who they're, I mean, I guess they're selling it to, I don't know, because I mean, more kids in the suburbs buy this music that already have money than 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 the ones that, that don't. So I don't know who we're selling it to, and maybe that has something to do with why the script has been written the way it is, but there is definitely, I agree, there definitely is a script. And and if you follow the script, you you'll you you have a better chance of being a, a successful artist. And I think that's why Jay Z so popular. I mean, you uh, Jay Z. I mean, there was a point in time if you go way back in the old Jay Z music, he was talking about. I mean, he was talking about selling dope and doing all that. But he was talking about coming from the projects. You know, he comes from um, I forget which project in Brooklyn he comes from, but he comes from a pretty rough place. You know. Uh, uh, he comes from straight from the projects, and 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 in my opinion, I, you know, I'm more about a, a Lupe Fiasco from Chicago who raps about a different side of the the projects than Jay Z raps about. And so, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's weird to me, and I don't know where the script flipped, but it did. Well, and also too, I'm wondering like some of the independent like artists, because I heard on the Karen Hunter show there was somebody that was saying that not enough people invest in the small independent um, publishers or producers or the black artists and that they need to kind of unite or something. I didn't quite understand where he what he was talking about, but I kind of got the gist of that. Something about it, the publishing. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. And then you know, you know, but you know what's good right now, Jan, and I think that unfortunately, like a, a lot of um, a lot of hip hop artists haven't haven't gone that route of independent. But now, you know, when I was young, we didn't have the social media the way it is. We weren't able to to go. I was all, I was one of those ones who was looking for a record deal at some point, you know, all the time. And then at some point, I realized that I could just do the music myself. Um, I could be in charge and make the business decisions myself. And I didn't have to pay my money to a record company. So if I was fortunate enough to to sell to sell you know some music, at least I could put the money in my pocket, and I didn't have to get the change that was given to me by a record company. A lot of these rappers that sell a lot of records, they are just they make as much money as I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's because wow. it's because every every dime that I get, I get to keep. You know what I mean? And it goes to us. It goes to us because. We're the publishing company. We're the record company. We distributed ourselves. We made the deals that we use to to get on uh, iTunes and Amazon and all that. We we run our own website. And I um, I wish if more artists would realize that if they just did it their own way, they they would have the freedom to say what they want to say versus being told what to say by a record company. Because please believe that the record companies do tell these guys, you know, what they had to say. And 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 you know what kind of music they gotta make. And I, I remember even back in the day, and I think Joey and I were talking about it the last time I was on with him about NWA and all that. NWA, the original NWA music is, you know, more than fifty percent of it is protest music. And they were, you know, the they used to call themselves the reporters from the street, and they were telling wow. the story of what yeah. was going on in the neighborhood. And they were, you know, um, Tupac, for example, one of his first songs was. Um, one of his first big hits was Brenda's Got a Baby, and it was about, yeah. you know, a girl who, who got pregnant, and, and she had a baby, and she didn't know what to do with it, and she ended up putting it in a dumpster, and it, there's a whole story that goes along yeah. with it. Like you know, the story, like the story uh, from uh, Tupac's first CD, Tupacalypse Now, I got a yeah. favorite song on there called A Soldier Story. Yeah. You know, that yeah. didn't, you know what I'm saying, he was rapping, you know, it was the gangster twist to it but it didn't end well you right, know he right. tried to break his brother out of jail 
and his brother got shot. He got shot, and both of them got messed up type deal. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah, I shot them cops and got away and sold all these drugs and, and got all these women and bought me a Bugatti, right. and I'm cool. You know, it wasn't, it's not like, it wasn't like that back then. Yeah, no, Tupac had that. He had that Black Panther background, and a lot yeah. of people forget that the Black Panther, if you say the full name, is the Black Panther Party of Self-Defense. And yep. so they were defending the community from the police brutality, a lot like what's going on right now in certain places like Ferguson and, and, and Baltimore yeah. and, and everywhere else. So, you know, I, I mean, the topics are out there. The, the times haven't changed that much. You know, so, I mean, our artists could be making a lot more songs that, that reflect what's really going on in the community. But instead, you know, they're talking about what kind of car they got and they're talking, what kind of jury. They're talking about harming, the, harming their own community, man. You know, yep. and, and, you know, I don't like that. Uh, that's yep. why I call it shit hot. <laughs> <laughs> you remember like I know you probably remember this Joey and I, I, I'm sure all you guys remember like songs like White Lines and um, I'm trying to think of another song yeah. they have a song called like the Bataram about yep. you know, Bataram yep. coming through the neighborhood they used to make drug songs but they were about like looking at it from a different side and, and the, the moral was always about like don't do it and, and you know be careful out there because you know this is going on and whatnot. so at some point yeah. they you know, it just switched up, and it's really sad. Yeah, just, just like uh, the yeah. song, uh, Ice Ice Cube made a couple of songs. Uh, mm -hmm. One of my favorites is uh, 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 How You Like Me Now. What's it? Ta-da, ta-da, How You Like Me Now. Oh, yeah. What's the name of that song? Uh -huh. he, he, he became a successful drug dealer, and he said he bought a house next to Prince. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, going to see the twins, now I can kick it. You yep. know, and, but the end, he, went, he wound up Working, he got busted, went to jail, got out, wound up working at a darn fast food restaurant. Then yeah. a guy come to guy come to uh, rob the fast food restaurant. He told him, "Can I roll with you?" And that didn't end it well, you yep. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it didn't end well. No, yeah. I know exactly what song you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. There's Don't another song, Ice Cube Two, My Summer Vet. Vacation. That song, Ghetto Vet, he got yep. out. That song, Ghetto Vet. Yeah, that that There's, was a yeah. good one. There's a few. Hey, don't forget to uh, promote your website where the people can buy your stuff again. Because I uh, see we're okay. running out of time here pretty quick. Oh, um, yeah, my website is it's the DOP Inc. Records, um, T H E D O P I N C Records with a S. So R E C O R D S, the DOP Inc. Records.com. Um, but if you search DOP Inc. or Macaroni, um, I'm pretty sure like you'll you'll find your way there. And we got plenty of stuff that you could download for free and then um if you ever want to buy anything we appreciate it too you know like i said half of it's for sale and half of it's for free so cool and it'll oh, be on our website thank you thank you yes and i'll i'll definitely be buying something very very soon but macaroni once again thank you so much for coming on it was truly an honor um everything that you had to say was just amazing and just being able to have this conversation with you is great and I, I hope that we get to do it again in the future yeah definitely i mean you guys invite me back and I, i'll be here waiting for you and i'll be checking out the show and it was really a pleasure to talk to all you guys honestly I, like i said I, I love to support other ind independent um forms of media like myself so i think we we're all in the same thing it's just, it's the same fight my fight is your fight so yep. i'm here with you guys any guys time you guys want to talk i'd be happy to come on and talk and 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 i appreciate oh, all I the love support. you and i love you thank too. you 
Thank you. All right. <laughs> Yay, I love you, Mac. <laughs> yeah, I love you too, Janet. Awesome. I, you know, Janet, if I could say real quick, Janet posts the greatest things on Facebook, and 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 I just learned so much from the things that you post on there. So I, I really just appreciate it. And I could just tell that you are just a sweetheart and one of the kindest persons that I'm lucky enough to make acquaintance with through there. I mean, I have some great friends. You're, you're up at the top of the list. I, 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 I love just, just that, the, just the attitude. I could tell that you have a great heart and, and hopefully I get to see you at Netroots. Yeah. In St. Louis next year. Woo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much for being with us again, Macaroni. We're going to go ahead and, and wrap things up. Um, I, I know that you already advertised uh, your your uh, your website and everything else, but would, would you like to say goodbye to everybody or any, anything else? No, I just want to say thank you again for inviting me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure talking to you, and I really like what you guys were talking about before I, before I um, got on. So just you know, keep it up. And um, um, Adam, I didn't get to say much to you, Adam, but I'm sure we'll cross paths again and you'll, you'll get your opportunity to get me like you always do. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling something will happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and Mac, anytime you want to promote anything, you get a hold of me because I am the producer and I will okay. book you anytime. Look, yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I will definitely remember that. We are working on some stuff. So when I get ready, I, I, I'll be the first. I'll be one of the first people that I call, and I'd love to come on and talk with you guys again. Awesome. Yeah, just awesome. get your people to talk to our people. By your people, I mean you, and our people, I mean us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. I can't wait for it. I, I can't wait for Adam. He'll he'll get me every time. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I try. I, I do try to be funny. You do a good job. You do a good job, man. You do a real good job. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap up things here at Southern Progressive Revival, uh, episode four. Uh, once again, thank you very much for being on Macaroni. Um, I want to go ahead and give our very first uh, farewell to Joey Word. Uh, I'd like to say I'd like to thank you for being on the show and, and let me interview you, Mac. It's my first time doing this, and uh, I hope it went well. And uh, I'd like to thank you, uh, Jonathan, and and my 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 Jedi Master, uh, Adam Hebert. And I'd like to thank Janet, and I'd like to thank Kim for having IndieMediaWeekly.com. I'd like to thank my man Kenny, everybody in the chat room. I love y'all all. I love I love my friends. Uh, my best friend Doug, uh, uh, Sam, and Jeff. If y'all listening, I love y'all guys, and y'all take care of yourselves while I'm down here. And uh, that's it. All right, thank you so much, Joey. And now we will turn it over to Adam. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, don't forget uh, Mike Check Ray with Adam Hebert. Uh, Saturday, it's the Values Voters Summit. Uh, in other words, deep hurting. Deep hurting. Uh, we also got new bento box stuff up. Let's see. What did we pick, Jonathan? I forget. I'm, I'm getting old. And, I'm getting senile. Uh, oh, I do not geez. have the list in front of me. Uh, Pieces of a Broken Heart from Nino Kuni. Angela Aki's cover of Kiss from a Rose. And uh, the original theatrical version of Moon Revenge by P-Chips. And that's for Midnight Sun. Yeah, that's the right? bento box. That's the bento box that you can hear. Every day here in Indie Me Weekly Radio at 2 p.m. Eastern. Yes, indeed. Right. I just wanted you to promote that to finish it. I am. <laughs> a, you, ad, don't, ad heard you don't have to worry about that. I am. I'm like Stephanie Miller. I am a shameless media whore. 
All right. Well, from me, your host, Jonathan Matthews, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Uh, Thank you uh, so much again to Macaroni. Thank you to Francie. Thank everybody who's listening, everybody that is listening on our podcast. If you weren't able to catch us live, I hope that you'll turn in with us again next week. We are going to have on Tom Schaefer from Turn Up the Night for our Southern Hospitality guest. So with that, I hope that you all have a wonderful week ahead. And we will catch you next time here on Southern Progressive Revival. Night, Joe. Night, Jacob. Night, everybody. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's good. Wonderful to see you. Yes. Uh huh. Right. Great. You come back and see me, you hear? Night, Mama. Night, Ben. Good night, everyone. Good night, Chief. Good night, Daddy. Good night, children. Good night, Daddy. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Tim Bob. Good night, Tim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob.